It's time for a little Thursday night side quest side sesh. <laughs> yeah. Joey, can they hear me out in there in the on the interwebs? All evidence points to yes, Troy. Ooh, the Magic 8-Ball says signs point to why not? This fucking technology just decides when it wants to work and when it doesn't. When it doesn't. It's not incompetence. It's right. just like uh, these it's freak- never Never it's incompetence. A, it's the problem with free programs. No. You're like, why is this free program absolute <laughs> shit and garbage? <laughs> I mean, can't it's, figure it out. It's just so funny to do. It's so. It's so. It's just so natty one to like do so many hours of testing, and then like the second we go live, it just shuts down. It's like what? What? Hours? Days? Days, days of testing? Yeah, days, days of testing. If you're, if you're listening to this show. Uh, uh, via podcast, uh, we just had a, a real 13 minute meltdown here behind the scenes <laughs> because we, uh, you know, from conception of this idea on Monday, uh, to now, <laughs> Thursday night, it has just been, uh, like that meme of Kermit punching the keys. <laughs> crazy <laughs> trying to get this shit together. And then the minute's like, everybody ready? Let's go. <laughs> and and then Joe was quite literally punching the keys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, keyboard's done. That was, I, uh, I, I needs a new keyboard. That was a very that was a very yeah. angry Kermit. He's an angry Kermit. <laughs> He's an angry Kermit. <laughs> How's everybody doing? I, I mean, I haven't seen you guys in uh, almost two weeks at this point. It's been great. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Thank you. Come on, man. I do. I miss you. I miss you. This. I. I wonder if this is going to feel like the real thing. I mean, there was a time actually, when we played like this, but now I don't know. Because uh, we had a, a a Zoom meeting last week, and it had been nine days since really I'd seen another human being, and uh, it was uh, seeing you guys like just being in the video meeting. Like I started to tear up. Like I started to cry. Like it'd been so long. Yeah, you forget um, how uh, not having human contact can really bum you out. Yeah. Croach in my apartment. <laughs> and I named it. <laughs> I, was like, name? I got excited. I was just like, oh, a company. <laughs> <laughs> what did you name it? Uh, Derek. <laughs> no. Okay, that's good. Yeah, he, did, he only lasted about a day. Unfortunately, no. yeah. Did you no. did you kill him? Was that this? Was it like a sad tragedy that lasted well, twenty four hours? His, it was a mercy killing because he was clearly on his last legs. Uh, <laughs> all six of them. And, uh, <laughs> it, it was a very tearful thing. Like it wasn't easy. <laughs> Matthew, uh, how you doing up there? You must be uh, furiously writing plays, just churning them out like like there's no tomorrow, and I bet they're all gold. <laughs> I have a play due for class next week because we're still meeting remotely for class and I'm still teaching remotely. And, uh, uh, yeah, I've been in constant rewrite. So really I'm, uh, the, the only difference is that ne- my wife is now in my hermit state with in my, my, my hermit apartment cave with me, mm. um, which I don't think she's enjoyed all that much. No, no. I, imagine I couldn't imagine being that close to, be to you yeah. for that long. I, I can't even imagine it. <laughs> I mean, she made her choice. Yes, she made her <laughs> <Sure>. choices. <laughs> I knew what she was signing up for. Uh, do you go and write on the toilet or sit in the bathtub like a weirdo? No. I have a no. computer at my desk that I use. 
Uh, there, there was a period of time where the heat, uh, this is a couple a few years ago, but it was during the winter and we lost heat in my building and I was, I had to work. I was like, I, I didn't know what else to do. So I would, I went to the bathroom and I blasted the hot water because the hot water was still working in the shower. And then I would turn it off and sit down on the toilet with my laptop and work because that was the warmest I could get any part of the apartment. <laughs> You're like a character in a Charles Dickens novel. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I am. <laughs> I had to take one of my first plays and throw it in the fireplace to stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> the only manuscript, the only copy. It's like and an I still Henry spontaneously story. combusted. <laughs> oh, I sold my hair to buy a comb. Uh, <laughs> Grant, what uh, what have you been up to besides looking awesome and st- clearly spending the week setting up your shot to look yeah, like seriously, you know, a professional seriously. studio? Professional lighting out there. <laughs> Listen, I just happen to buy reading lights for my bedside that do- double as, as key and fill lights for me. So that's why I'm looking so good right now. But this is my life right now. It's living in this box. I go from Zoom, Zoom meetings at my day job to Zoom meetings with my therapist and doctors to Zoom <laughs> meetings with friends playing Jackbox Party Pack to now zoom meetings with you guys being broadcast to everyone so this is it this is it but i shaved today for the first time in like 10 days so that was good oh good for you thank you small milestones you're looking sharp i was just thinking about that recently the whole haircut thing it's like oh what am i gonna do my wife was like i'm gonna cut your hair for the first time ever and i was like oh i don't know if we can let that happen $75,000 Patreon goal. Watch Joe get a haircut from his wife. Just use the same number on your beard trimmer as on your head, Joe. Just go all over your whole head with that Just same like, number one five. Length. It would be so yep. creepy. How, uh, how often, like how many days in a row are you, uh, and this is to, to the group, um, like changing out of your pajamas? <laughs> I don't understand the question and I refuse to answer it. I do. I have uh, managed to shower uh, most days. I think there was only one or two days where I <laughs> skipped the shower entirely. I uh, had a couple of those. And I am pretty much in my PJs until noon every day, minimum. <laughs> noon every day. Just working in my PJs. And I was telling you today, Troy, it's like the time just flies by when I'm doing this yeah. stuff. So I'm in here. I come in at like 7.30, glasses on. PJ pants and I'm just like, you know, furiously going. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's nap time uh, and lunchtime for the kids. My wife's like, ah, can you say night, night? And I'm like, what? It's noon. Like I, I need to eat breakfast and take a shower. Like time is just flying by. I saw this meme that was like 9 PM change from day pajamas to night pajamas. <laughs> uh, the other one I saw, and I wish I could uh, credit it here, but it was so funny. And I don't remember who actually said it, but it was like, and this is how I feel. It's like, so do the producers of my 600, 600 pound life just call me or, or how does this work? <laughs> I am just, I feel like I'm eating like it's my last day on earth. And, and just the minute my son goes to bed, it's Every like, day. Let me just open seven beers real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you just light them up. Yeah. <laughs> Put them down the line. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird time. I it's never pictured. I didn't know that that would, would it be like in like a bomb shelter. Like you have all that food like lined up and everything that you would get locked in and immediately eat everything. 
<laughs> I guess that's the dynamic. Right? That's what happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the yeah. first day, that first, so we had done uh, Androids and Aliens Friday night. And then when we left, we never went back again. That was it. And so that yeah. Saturday morning, I made a huge thing of pancakes. And like at lunch, we had this like big, like excessive lunch because we had so much food. We were like trying to, you know, use up the stuff in the uh, freezer. And I was like, I think we really are. We got to be careful about this. We don't know how long this is going to last because we were just like, party. We're overstocked. It makes, it makes you understand Hobbit life. It's like, all right, time for third breakfast. Elevensies? Elevensies. <laughs> I don't think he knows about second breakfast, Pip. <laughs> My wife, it turns out, and I have very different opinions about what you should do with snacks in quarantine. Uh, my opinion is that you should eat them and you should eat them quickly. And her opinion is that you should look at them. Which I find to be a little torturous. Just stand and look at them? No, no. You're in the kitchen. You sit eating a meal and you look at your beautiful snacks and you're like, one day we're going to need to use those. That's her. That's kind of her position. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, I will take them right now. I will say that's what I'm doing. That's what we are doing with a loaf of pepperoni bread from this fancy <laughs> place that uh, Aaron picked up and froze on day one. And I was like, the thing with that frozen loaf of pepperoni bread is that we can't eat it. Like, it has to be the last day of the quarantine when we get that thing out. Because I just look forward to it constantly. Bring out the loaf. Bring out the loaf. <laughs> Ceremonial eating of the loaf. Yes. <laughs> Son, Years. would you carve gonna... the loaf? <laughs> That's gonna be the new, that's gonna be the new Passover in a thousand years. <laughs> and then they brought out the pepperoni bread. There were many cured meats, and the and people Rabbi, rejoiced. And Rabbi Eliezer said to Rabbi, <laughs> "Sorry, <laughs> I want to go to a seder so bad, but I don't think I'm gonna be able to this year." A yeah. seder would be so wonderful, just to be around all those people <laughs> eating bitter herbs. <laughs> oh my god! And many other delicious things. <laughs> all the salt water it'd be so amazing yeah. uh, well this is gonna sound uh weird and backhanded but it's not this is actually really nice just to hang out i didn't uh <laughs> it's not like i didn't think it would be but like you forget how fun it is to hang out with each other and so i'm really glad we decided to do this you know because when we realized that business as usual just couldn't happen anymore the way that we wanted it to happen it was just like a I mean, a very quick scramble of like, we got together on Zoom and just, here are some ideas. And I was like, let me sleep on this. And I didn't sleep at all. The next night I was just thinking, 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 thinking. And some things we had kind of decided, I was like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, all right, guys, what do you think about this? And 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 here we are. We're going to be doing this every Thursday night from uh, 8 to 10 or from 8.13 to 10.13 uh, tonight. Uh, <laughs> we'll do the <laughs> traditional false start as is yes, our the, the traditional as is tradition. Start. At least until Joe. <laughs> Five-yard penalty. Yeah, we'll do it at least until Joe caves in as a person. Right. <laughs> yes. Until I'm bro you know what? We'll just start airing uh, the, the startup, my freak out, and then you'll you'll come back. It'll just be the four of you and then just static in my box. It's like, <laughs> we've you'll lost just Joe. Collapse into yourself like a dying star. <laughs> uh, He's yeah, a red yeah. giant, all right. So we're going to do this live. That's good, and That's then good Grant. This show will hit the uh, the glass cannon feed because that's that's our baby. We got to put out content on that feed, and then of course, uh, you know, if you're not up to date on what's happening, my man Skid, who's right uh, 
here, I think. And yeah, you got it. That's right. That's photo. right. Uh, he is going to be running Rise of the Rune Lords for our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> I don't know. Have you heard of that? Have you heard of the Rise of the Rune Lords? So you get so a little excited. Rise of the Runes and a little side quest side sash. During our, uh, during our warm-up and testing for this, which, by the way, was two hours long. Uh, we, yeah. uh, Troy, you walked away for a little bit, and Matthew and I were both geeking out uh, over our Rise characters. We didn't go into specifics, really, but we were just both like, we love our concept. Like, we're so excited for Rise. I'm very Grant, excited. Yeah, Joe Joe talked to me. I talked to Joe on the phone today, and he was telling me about his Rise character, and I got so excited. <laughs> it's such a great character. I was like, I immediately like knew exactly who this character was. <laughs> I could immediately picture him. So I'm so excited. I can't wait. And I've this is going to be uh, my third time, really, at least starting it. Uh, I got through five books uh, with Grant and my other friends. So unfortunately, Grant can't join us. Grant should come in as a guest, though, for stuff that's not like plot, uh, plot connected. But yeah, I would Father uh, Curly. I, I I was like, <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't play in this for even a second if I can give any information on the plot because I know through it all. I, I want to know, know though. I want to know. I don't know if you'll ever get to this point, but Skid made a bunch of amazing like audio recordings for some of the encounters and stuff as we were playing through oh, that he layered right. on top of Sirenscape as we were doing it. So. That was, I think some of them are pretty far along in the book, but I, I, I'd be interested to see if Skid ever gets to dust those off. They will hold I, up beautifully. They blew my mind when they had. I would love to do that. I, would, I don't know if we'll ever get that far, but yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, and, and Joe and Matthew and I all guested in random sessions, uh, so random that we'd never remember what actually happened. But I remember Skid playing some of those recordings, at the ones that I was at before I got blackout drunk and uh, broke all of his furniture. Yeah, that's the thing is that you guys are safe because like you would guest in, you would come in and guest, but you were always so trashed. Oh my I don't God. know if you'd remember anything. Anyway. Yeah, it was like a 1.5 liter bottle of Svedka for each of you. <laughs> yeah. These were we were younger and unmarried. Yeah. And, you were still yes. in your thirties. It was uh, that's a lot younger for me. <laughs> you also have to understand the level of nerds time. we had. Yeah, we, we were <laughs> we were swinging single, and we loved to spend our Friday nights at Skid's house, guesting in his Rune Lords game. It was the most exciting thing we had going. <laughs> it was wild. It was wild days. <laughs> you know, oh hey, God. New York City life. It's what happens in NYC in your twenties. There are still wild oats that were sown all over the floors of that apartment. <laughs> I don't want to know what that means. Uh, I, so much. I, I I actually have conscious memories of uh, of playing, but I was w- well into book five when I started playing with you guys. Right, you so. were you came in as a as a regular, but way later on, so you Seriously would be regular? safe like early on. Uh, let's let's yeah. hope we don't get that far. <laughs> let's really like as much <laughs> yeah. as I want to play. Let's really hope we don't yeah. get to book five. Um. Are you guys excited about playing this? Because I've given uh, each of you zero information about what we're doing. How does that say, feel? What is this? I was going to say, that's probably why I'm not excited. Because I don't know <laughs> anything about what we're doing. But isn't that in and of itself exciting? It or is. you like to have a little bit of a, a, a knowledge of what's well, happening? Well, you know, I think that I have been a little bit spoiled by the amazing Paizo AP players guides. Those things yeah. are so fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, and you guys know me, I obsessively hate spoilers, but I think that they do a good job of just giving you generalities of setting that 
help you to guide your character choices because it is such a there's such a it's such a daunting task. There's so many options in creating a character. So at least being able to narrow down some of them uh, is is fantastic. But what this one did for me, and I won't go too into detail on it, but it just forced me to keep things open ended and be a flexible character, which I liked. I liked that uh, part of building it. And what is this one? Uh, I don't know. I don't Inquiring know. You minds. Might you might not know for weeks. Who knows? Uh, oh, there might boy. be some people that are be very astute enough to figure it out. Uh, for some people, it won't be very hard. Um, oh, you're actually going to start the adventure and never just say the title of the module? I may never say it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Certainly, I will not say it tonight. Um, I don't I know. know for a fact that if you're doing anything in a, like, of a dramatic storytelling nature and you don't say the title of it in dialogue, that makes it an inferior product. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful view to a kill. Um, well, I just, it, you know, I'm always interested, as we all are, in trying new things, in, in innovating, in, in taking what we do and seeing how we can throw rocks at it. How can we do something different? And I was talking to our good buddy, uh, David Winters, earlier today, and he was like, it's so cool. With all of your shows, you don't have a lot of first episodes out there. And that's what this is, a first episode. And so going into this, I thought, how fun would it be if no one had any idea what was happening and you just created characters that you were excited about playing and had them react with no knowledge? And so <laughs> that's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you know fun. Me. I love improv. So fun. Improv is my fave. <laughs> Zippity bop. We're good at it. Yes, Zippity I am. Zippity bop. boop, boop. A little bit of that. A little bebop, a little scat. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a, it's a class skill for uh, business majors. <laughs> improv. <laughs> Were you a business major? I was. I was a what business did you, major. What business? Uh, cheese production? What did you? <laughs> yes, yes. What was, you, what was your focus? Well, you see, there was uh, a big... A big cheese mogul donated a couple mil to the university, so they, they really pointed their sights towards cheese. Uh, I had a focus in cheese with a concentration in provolone. <laughs> I did my dissertation on sharp provolone and its stench from within 10 feet. Uh, no, I. Uh, what was the question? I don't even remember. I bet there is someone who did their their dissertation on, on sharp provolone, and I want to read it. <laughs> oh, God. Can I we. Love- how many people I love here a sharp provolone. like sharp provolone? Because it's it's kind of a a polarizing Dude. cheese. Dude, you know the first time it's I had sharp like- provolone was with you in Atlantic City. Yeah, yeah. On in that, the basement that, of uh, the Bellagio. Yeah, at Tony uh, Tony Luke's at roast Tony pork. Luke's, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Roast pork. I was going to say, how did you consume your sharp provolone? Melted on some roast pork, ah! a little broccoli rub, dude. I've never Ooh. had sharp provolone. <gasps> yeah, it's like it's what? like jumbo shrimp. It's, it's like, like an oxymoron. Sharp provolone. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only way to eat provolone. Is it still not as sharp as like a sharp cheddar? It's more sharp. It's sharp. Oh, really? It's really it's sharp. sharp. I'd yeah. love it. It's sharp, bro. Um, I kind of want to talk of cheese. I know <laughs> all this talk of cheese is getting me hungry. Um, but I think we should jump into this side quest side mm. sesh. Well, hold on a second. Oh. I want to do a couple. Oh, wait, no. You got some things you want to talk about, but the one thing I was going to say before we jump in is that what's also cool about this, and I think what lent itself to me just being like, I don't want you to know anything. Let's see what happened is 
We don't know how long this is going to go. We don't know how long we're going to be trapped in our fucking homes with no idea of when we can reenter society. So it's like the open-ended nature of that as well, I thought, would lend itself to this because at any point I can be like, and we won't see you next week. Uh, but Joe, say what you want to say. You've got some very exciting things we're going to do for this. Yeah, yeah. I've got some very uh, exciting news. Uh, one is uh, Nash-related. Uh, very exciting news for the Nash, uh, particularly those of you that uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, we are going to be instituting a uh, a Discord integration with our uh, network now, which is going to be awesome, and it's going to be exclusive to our Patreon subscribers. Uh, the idea behind this was it was mainly generated from one idea, which was when we had to cancel our live shows. It uh, not only uh, was a real it was a real punch in the face for the old uh, financials, but it right in the old wiener, <laughs> right in the old wiener, as they say. But that's it was calls, that's what Troy calls his bank account. That's right, the old... <laughs> honey. Stop dipping into the old wiener. Can I get direct deposit into my old wiener? <laughs> we don't need any more chairs. You leave my old wiener alone. <laughs> we don't need any more chairs. Does your wife have a chair buying wiener. problem? She loves chairs. Can't she get loves chairs. <laughs> Uh, we, <laughs> but one thing do, though that we do miss, obviously we've been talking about how great it was to get together tonight. We miss the social aspect of, uh, of the Nash. And one of our favorite things about the live shows is the meet and greet. And so, uh, we're trying to figure out a way to reward all of the amazing people that have stepped out in the last week and, uh, increase their pledges in order to support us during this difficult time. And we were like, Hey, why don't we make that weekly and part of the whole process. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to have a Patreon-exclusive um, Discord server that anybody at the $5 tier and up can join. Uh, it'll have a bunch of channels for you guys to chat and do different stuff. You'll see it once it goes live next week. But more importantly, uh, the idea that spawned it and the reason that uh, we're so excited about it is every Thursday after our live stream, we are going to uh, shut down the stream and then we are all going to dip into uh, the after-party channel of our Discord uh, and just kick back, relax, and interact with you guys. So, Post-show uh, Discord dip. Exactly. Yeah, Post-show Discord dip. So everybody, uh, that's going to be for everybody at the $10 tier and up. <laughs> All those people that have upgraded their pledges for us this week, we appreciate it so much, and we just want to give a, some chance to hang out with you. So um, there's going to be a, a text channel and a chat channel. We'll, we're all going to hang out in there, you know, crack a beer, uh, talk about the session, talk about whatever, but just kind of let our hair down and hang out, and we'll be able to finally read uh, whatever you guys want to talk about or ask about or whatever through the text channel. So I'm really excited about it, and you'll get messages from me next week uh, through Patreon about how to sign up, how to integrate your Discord into your Patreon profile, and um, get ready uh, for next week's after party. So that's cool. After the show is the after party, and after the after party is the hotel lobby. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and then uh, another piece of news, much more important, uh, and uh, to be honest, uh, the thing I'm most excited about, which is uh, we are uh, committed to making a charity donation part of this 
process as well. Uh, part of this new show that we're doing uh, because people need it. And you, your guys' incredible generosity over this last week has been inspiring to us. Uh, I, I had an hour and a half long phone call with Patreon today talking about it. Uh, just how incredible you guys are and what an amazing community you are. And so we need to give back uh, however we can. Um, obviously, we have to keep things uh, stable for ourselves, but we also have to make sure that we are uh, giving back your generosity uh, out into the world right now. And so um, it, you know, when it came time to pick what to do, uh, I was I was inspired by speaking to my sister, who is a nurse uh, outside of Philadelphia. She works in Montgomery County, which has one of the highest coronavirus cases right now, case numbers outside of actual Philadelphia County. And uh, she works in the largest hospital, I believe, uh, in Montgomery County. And two weeks ago, this was, she told me they were having serious problems with um, supplies, that people were stealing masks and Purell and gloves and all that kind of stuff, uh, patients just left and right. And the hospital started to have real serious problems with uh, getting their health workers, their you know protective gear uh, when dealing with this. And so uh, I found this uh, charity that uh, we are going to donate to called Direct Relief, which I'm very, very excited about. Uh, they are specifically focused on providing – I'm going to read some of their stuff directly so I get it right uh, – providing assistance in the form of personal protective equipment for health workers. So uh, they have a worldwide presence right now. They're in 32 countries. Uh, they started in China even before coronavirus got to the U.S., uh, Getting masks, gloves, gowns, face plates, all that kind of stuff to health workers to protect them. You know, the first responders, the people that are on the front lines of this whole thing are – we have to make sure that those people are staying protected as they're being obviously exposed to this novel virus constantly. So they are going to be uh, outfitted hopefully by uh, this this awesome, awesome charity. And that's not all they do. They also do amazing work with uh, procuring uh, ICU equipment and like ICU equipment that like – uh, is able to be taken home with you when you're in recovery. So like uh, uh, oxygen breathers and stuff like that. So what that does is it allows people that are in recovery mode to no longer take up a hospital bed and go home and they can have these uh, this basic equipment at home that'll still work and keep them on the road to recovery, but free up a bed for more uh, patients that need it more intensely. Um, and then they also, I mean, this is the other thing that you never think about. People that have ongoing conditions, like I have uh, hypertension, I have high blood pressure, as you can imagine. And uh, I know, can you oh, believe that? Uh, what a reveal! Uh, so, so I take uh, blood pressure medication regularly, and uh, people who have severe hypertension and even more severe, uh, regular chronic uh, things like that. In worldwide emergencies like this, there are serious problems for people like that because they their equipment becomes less available to them. The medications and stuff that they need uh, are taken up. The, the supplies dwindle because it's being routed suddenly to all these emergency cases. And so you will see people's conditions exacerbate in kind of a bad way. And now you have people that need hospital space that don't have coronavirus, but just had a chronic condition, which would be fine if they just had their medication or their supplies or whatever. That's the third major thing that this charity does. So anyway, um, I just, I'm really excited about it. And our plan right now is to make it related like we did with EchoQuest. And since we put that on hold, 
world. We wanted to make sure we were still donating to charity. Uh, we're going to make this it is for, big. This is big here. This is big. This is big. We're going to make it for every uh, confirmed crit GM or players and every single natural one, every fumble for every confirmed crit and every fumble. Each individual one, we are going to donate $50 to Direct Relief. Uh, and I am thrilled about that. And uh, I just, I hope you guys are too. So anyway. You're just thrilled because you're going to generate the most dollars for Direct Relief by those natu- from those natural ones. <laughs> I'm so excited to help these people. I can't even tell you. <laughs> Every Joe's time. Excited. He's just excited about the write-offs. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's luck is going to find racking them up. <laughs> you finally, you finally found a way to make your natural ones and your luck have a positive effect on the world. <laughs> yeah. I did it, it's like War of the Worlds. It's like War of the Worlds, where like the germs end up saving humanity. It's gonna be the same thing. <laughs> Joe's luck is gonna be the thing that saves us. <laughs> well, I think that's awesome, and uh, you know, uh, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I mean, I think this is gonna be a, a small thing that we can do and uh, hopefully other people uh, it's important for us to do it but hopefully other people who are like looking uh, for charities right now if they're able to because a lot of people have to cut back uh, we've done our research we know this is a good one so we'll post it on social media as well if you're looking for something to uh, to donate to then uh, you should check them out um, I am officially chomping at the bit. There's sometimes we sit down for sessions and it doesn't mean I'm not excited to play, but sometimes I'm so burnt out from like too much Pathfinder, too much Starfinder, too much second edition, too much that like I sit down and I'm just like, all right, Lavalley, let's get, let's get in the zone here. You know, I don't feel that now. This is the longest stretch we've gone without playing probably since we started the business maybe there's been one other stretch this this long when uh, a bunch of us went on vacation but i'm pretty excited and we're only going to be playing once a week uh until we start recording uh rise of the rune lords um but i'm excited to just jump in so that's what we're gonna do (laughs) oh my god joe do we do do we have sirenscape on the fucking uh channel uh i don't know We'll see, I guess. <laughs> Old Sirenscape. Sirenscape, uh, of all the programs, they never let us down. No, they are absolutely wonderful, and we do need to, to shout out Ben and Sirenscape uh, and yeah. our good buddy Dan Tharp. Uh, so wonderful to work with them, and they really do. Yeah. I love this program, and honest, honestly, this is no bullshit. It is only getting better and better and better. Ben keeps yep. composing new things. It keeps expanding. The content keeps expanding. Uh, I just I can't believe how much they have on there now. It's an astounding library of audio. Uh, now all I need to know is like, What's the setting, dude? Like, I have nothing prepped. So you're going to hear the audio all lagging behind everything. I mean, I don't know how we're going to get into the session because it's something else I got to talk about. So we decided on, uh, I think it was Monday or Tuesday morning. I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to announce this. We're going to go live Thursday night. And then I was like, awesome. I better, I'm going to, I got to pick, I got to pick a module. I got to pick a a story that I want to do or adapt something. I don't know. And I was sitting there talking to my wife and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, I don't have any dice. Holy shit, I don't have any dice in my home. When I I put everything in there uh, when we got the new space, and then when I moved, I don't have any role-playing game stuff in my house. So on a lark, I emailed our good buddies, uh, Drew and Eric from Norse Foundry, and I was like, I have a live show uh, Thursday night, and I have no dice. Any chance uh, I could uh, get some? And I mean, Drew was like, 
I got you, bro. And not only did he get me, he sent me two sets of beautiful cat's eye dice, a green set and a white set uh, that are absolutely gorgeous. I took the green D20, which is going to be my new go-to die, by the way, rolled it out of the box, nat 20. <laughs> of course. Yes. Even my wife was like, oh, and I said, Archer, you roll it. Natty 19 from Archer, my son. Um, I disapprove of this die. And then gave me this beautiful, uh, I, I, I've always wanted one of these like easy to pack rolling, uh, trays. That is what I need. Bottom. That's yeah. what I need because right now my situation, like uh, you're going to hear my dice just hitting this loud desk. I need a nice soft surface on which to roll. Two Elderwood Academy <laughs> dice vaults each oh, set of beautiful. dice to go with this. I mean, it was just, it was That's so nice. T-shirt, another big dice holder. I mean, they, they hooked it up beyond belief and overnighted it so that I'd get it in time for the stream. So Norse Foundry, uh, the best. The best. We're very best. lucky. We, we work with very cool people between Sirenscape and Norse Foundry and uh, occasionally Grant. For, so, people, for people on the stream, they can see this, but for people listening, uh, I am rolling in the top of my humidor when I got into cigar smoking for a while. I got out of cigar smoking because it's a waste of time and terrible for you. So one night I was running a game for Patreon and I just ripped the top off. See those metal things in the box? That's cedar wood and those are to hold like humidifying things up top. So that's what I'm rolling in. Nice. You know, and it, and where I can't see you, Burger, I know that if a die lands on that thing and it's a low roll, those little metal things should be like, oh, crack die. But if a nat 20 or a nat 19 is like on one of those metal things, you'd be like, oh, looks like a 19 for me. I don't know what you're talking about, Troy. We need a, di- a Grant die cam to keep him honest. Yeah, we, we got to make about. this like a, like a World Series of Poker sort of thing where there's another camera right over your rolling tray. It's got pocket like in, aces. It's inset in, it's your, got- in your window. It's called a pocket dude. Uh, you asked me about the setting. Um, well, it's funny because the the opening of this, I think, have you guys all seen uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen? Yes. Watchmen? The, the Watchmen movie, yeah. Not the yes. Damon, Damon Lindoff one, but the Watchmen movie. Do you know how it starts with the the beginning sequence? It's got Bob Dylan's, uh, The times they are oh, yeah. changing. The times they sh- are It shows the whole story of the Minutemen to that. And it's like, it's, it's, it's slow. It's, it's like freeze frames with a little bit of movement. You know what I mean? And the camera's kind of panning around. It's got a matrixy feel. Um, that's that's not that doesn't answer your question, Joe. But uh, that, that I, I still got nothing. I still got nothing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nice. Just yeah. ominous. We'll start with ominous because what you hear first in this theater of the mind show on uh, Twitch from our homes, very far away from each other, is an enormous roar echoing around you. It's just like, and from that sound, we go into one of these scenes like the opening of Watchmen, where that roar in the darkness gives way to a semi-frozen shot. So it's kind of like we see our four heroes, our four uh, adventurers, like slowly backing up and moving away from a massive eight-foot-tall werebear that's lunging out to bite one of you. 
And in the distance behind the four of you is a small child chained to a spike in the ground, just weeping inconsolably. And it's that. And the scene goes dark as the roar slowly fades out. Now, and especially now that Joe has the inappropriate music ready for this change of scene. (laughs) I just can't. We see the outside of a tavern with a ramshackle, slightly tilted roof. There's a hastily made sign above the door that says the lean to tavern. We kind of swoop in past the sign over to the front window of this apparently lively tavern. <laughs> Wait, is it an ominous tavern? <laughs> it's a very dark tavern. Are there just dead bodies inside? <laughs> should, I, should I change it? Yeah. It's like the ghost of Christmas past when Scrooge sees uh, old Fezziwig. Yeah. That's what it sounds like now. Okay. Old Fezziwig, my old boss. Uh, no, we <laughs> passed. <laughs> we passed past the sign that says the Lean To Tavern right up to the front window, in through the window, up to a table where we see four people huddled around the table talking. One of them looks like one of these crazy heroes we just saw, like, slow motion backing away from a werebear. (laughs) The other three do not. They don't resemble at all the other three people. And the one person that we do recognize is a knoll. What's a knoll? Skid, what's a knoll, and what does this knoll look like? Uh, Knolls are hyena-like humanoids. Uh, They're tall, hunched over. They tend to be cowardly and very evil. Um, (laughs) This one happens to be wearing a very fine-looking breastplate. He's got a giant sword. That also looks pretty nice, uh, slung over his back. <laughs> yes. And he has a, and he's like gray. He's not like a white gray. He's almost like a, like a snow leopard type complexion with like black like spots. But it, he also has a tiny pair of almost comically small spectacles sitting on the end of his <laughs> nose, of his snout. And uh, yeah, that's what he looks like. <laughs> Well, sitting with the the knoll, and 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 again, uh, this isn't a visual medium, so all I have to go on is the imaginary scene I just set up before this. But we saw the knoll. With the knoll were three other much different looking characters than the three people we see sitting with the knoll. Because beside the knoll is a woman with a hat. What does this woman look like, Matthew? The hat is a trilby. Uh, it's very sharp looking. What's uh, a trilby? It's like a fedora, but the brim is small. Oh, I like it. Think Sinatra. Think like Sinatra in the in the the fifties and sixties. Uh, and uh, she's wearing a very sharp suit with a really precisely knotted tie, and she's sitting very you know with a with a cos- with a, really a martini glass in front of her in this boisterous tavern. And she she also happens to be wearing some eye gear. She's wearing some uh, spectacle sunglasses that close her eye- that cover her eyes. Oh. Okay. That's me, madam. I think you uh, need to turn left at the holodeck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shake your tail feather, dicks. That's Captain Picard is looking for you, I'm sure. 
Across the table from this knoll and this bespectacled woman are two other, two other people. Um, Grant, what do we see directly across from this bespectacled woman? You see a, a man who, if he were standing, would be about five foot tall wearing shopkeeper's garments. It's plain sackcloth, dyed maroon. And from his belt, uh, if you kind of peeked underneath the table, you'd see kind of a, a file hanging from it. And his, oh, I'm peeking. Oh, you're peeking. You always <laughs> peek. You always give me a good peek. <laughs> What's going on out of there? Instead of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, he's got, he's probably terrified from this happening. So he has pale skin and brown eyes that twinkle unnaturally underneath the brim of a threadbare trilby. Oh, Hello. another trilby. Well, yeah. Double trilby oh, table. Oh, my God. Guys, oh, we should have party. beforehand. We can't have two trilbies on the show. Listen, I'll make it. I'll make it. What other kind of? Oh no, it'll be this, a bowler hat. I'm sorry. This is why I'm you sorry. have a session zero. This is it's why you have a bowler hat. This is so what Matt, sunk the Sopranos. As you're sitting there, <laughs> the trilby on his hat uh, head magically turns into a bowler. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> Cannon. It's called <laughs> a bowler hat. There's your musical theater reference. First musical theater reference of this stream. And the last. Everybody yeah. drink. It won't be the last. Uh, and he has underneath this uh, threadbare bowler a broad face and recessed eyes. You can see a burly build that cuts out through his uh, through his uh, his shirt, and uh, he's got long arms and a thick torso. Um, and he's uh, actually played by uh, Anthony Kerrigan, also known as Noho Frank from Barry. Ooh, wait, the bald guy? Oh, yeah. Okay. He, wait, Anthony oh, Kerrigan also plays that. somebody on. Uh, in our uh, our live shows, doesn't he? No. Does he? No, but he's uh, so, what's your call? He's sure on he the does. Gotham too. He's, he plays Zaz on. Uh, I might be getting that wrong, but he's yeah, he Victor's alopecia. Yep, he's an alopecian. Person. Great character actor. Cool. Did you cast your uh, character? I mean, Skid, you're playing a Noel. Do you have a CGI actor? No. Oh, he's a knoll. Like he looks no. nothing like a human being. So. <laughs> you actually, we went, we went on a limb. Me, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny myself work. We cast an actual knoll in this, uh, but no knolls were yeah, harmed. It's an, he's played by uh, Garth Zanifex, the famous knoll actor. Zanifex still alive? You'd be amazed. <laughs> Look at his IMDb. It's insane. It's I saw Xanafex do play. Henry V at the Globe. <laughs> um, Henry V. Matthew, did you cast <laughs> your character? Uh, she's played by Portia de Rossi. Ooh, Ooh. love Portia de Rossi. Who's Next that? To, uh, Are you serious? Fucking Ellen DeGeneres' uh, wife. She is on. Uh, uh, development. Thank you. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, the sister. Um, Next to Grant's overly described character is another character. <laughs> We're having a good time. Uh, looks like a a man, right? Yes. What does he look like, O'Brien? Uh, human man. Um, he looks rather dapper, uh, debonair. Uh, he's uh, good looking. He's a, he's an attractive uh, man. Like who? He, who good looking? Uh, like Ryan Reynolds, good looking. Ooh, I feel like that's your go-to, Ryan Reynolds. You yeah. definitely got a type. Yeah, you like you like a Ryan Reynolds. Type. Let me see your walls. You got a Ryan Reynolds poster in there. I think you'll see why Ryan Reynolds is perfect for this once once okay. we get going. But he uh, he he's leaning back a little bit in the chair, and 
his hair is is just like it's done perfectly. He's got some product in there. Whatever uh, medieval uh, pomade is is like slicking back his hair. Long lo- long black hair, uh, not like yeah, like shoulder length, slicked back, a little bit falling in front of an eye. He's kind of like looking inquisitively around the room. And uh, has a bit of a smirk. Oh, on was an inquisitor? Face. Yes, yes. <laughs> inquisitor of Torah. He's looking uh, sorcerily yes. around the room. Yes, as, as sorcerers do. Oh, uh, yeah. so he's looking around the room. Uh, as he leans back in the chair, you get a closer look at uh, at his chest. He was wearing sort of a uh, like a fine um, cloak uh, coat, uh, like a, like a nice dress coat, and as it starts to open up a little bit, you see just underneath the coat are two crossing bandoliers that are all filled with... Who is that? Mute your That's microphone. me, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden the cops show up. And <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Take you all away. End of yeah. adventure. Tavern doesn't have their liquor license. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, so he's got these two crossing bandoliers over them, and they're a uh, bunch of uh, tiny little uh, vials inside of them, and uh, a, a uh, small, uh, fine, thin sword is hanging off of his belt. And he's just kicking back, relaxing, uh, taking in the room. Looking pretty chill. Uh, one of my favorite videos, it's been overused, but uh, if you haven't seen it, make sure you Google. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's something to the effect of like Ryan Reynolds won't eat his cereal. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. No, no, Isn't that Ryan Gosling? Uh, it's Ryan Gosling. Oh, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Ryan Gosling also made an appearance on this show. Not yeah, this that's show. why that, I'm that thinking when you said Ryan that Reynolds, I, I confuse those two all the time. They're both uh, very Cana- handsome Canadian Ryans. They are. <laughs> It's one of three names they use in Canada. <laughs> uh, what are the other? What are the other two? Uh, Stefan and Steve. <laughs> Stefan and Steve. Stefan, Steve, and Ryan. Look it up. Tell us. We have it's some Canadian well. listeners calling. Is, Ste- is yeah. Stefan Mateau Canadian? Yeah, he's the goalie Hockey for player? the goalie for the Habs from eighty to eighty-four. <laughs> As you were sitting there talking and enjoying some. Uh, some lovely drinks here at the Lean To Tavern. A heavyset woman comes to the table with four mugs on a platter, uh, like a serving tray, and they're full of uh, black, viscous substance. And she slams them down, and it like spills all over the tray. And she's like, four bog grogs for the outer towners. Now, don't think we pulled a trick on you if you find some sediment in your teeth. That's just how we make our stouts around here. More grit means more flavor. Now what brings you to the Mushfens? She says. And when she says that... Didn't know we were in the Mushfens. I'll say that right out of the gate. (laughs) Now you know. (laughs) Wow. Lean Two Tavern is a a real place. Google it. Pathfinder Wiki. Uh, What brings you to the Mushfens, she says. And, And at that, even though all of you are having your own kind of moment right now and thinking about X, Y, and Z... A dark look sort of passes all of your faces, as you remember earlier today. Earlier today, when you were listening to a husband and wife tell you through tears that their daughter was taken from their home maybe two days ago, they reached out to a a, a local tracker or a local tracker reached out to them. You can't quite remember all the details, but it appears the child was taken to a cave a few miles on the outskirts of town. A well-known cave uh, across the river that even the local hunters, the father of the missing child uh, being one of those hunters, they steer clear from. They know 
you're going out hunting. Don't go on the other side of the river and go near this cave. There's legends that it's haunted, legends that there's something in there that you don't want to mess around with. So if you're out hunting, uh, don't go in that area. <laughs> Skid, you don't like this suspension of disbelief? That's like, I know in Simpsons, Chief Wiggum's brother, I think that's one thing he says by the say, Oh, he, he owns and operates a famous cave. So good. <laughs> but I imagine, uh, you know, I'm not a hunter. I've never hunted, but I, I, I think when I know hunting season is big when it happens in Pennsylvania and it's like everyone gets all the kids get the day off from school. And uh, oh, yeah, it's a big I, deal. It's a big deal. So did you grow up with that as well, O'Brien? Uh, my, I had a friend uh, whose dad was really into hunting. My dad was more a fishing guy than a hunting guy. So we didn't do hunting season. But, I mean, I remember they, they knew the date. They were prepped. They were like – and they were in the trees for, you know, all, yeah. all day or all night or whatever it was on that yeah. day. My, my wife grew up in Hershey and, like, all the kids get off the day from school. It's like uh, – it's a big deal. So I imagine, uh, you know, in the, the fantasy setting equivalent is like, all right, you're allowed to hunt here. You're allowed to hunt over there. But people say, like, don't go over there. That's just not an area you want to go. And so the local tracker, uh, he's done his homework and he thinks that that's where their daughter was taken. The parents tell you that two groups of men and women – have already tried to go retrieve the child and haven't returned. So they hired the four of you who were just passing through the town of Wartel to go bring her back. The husband would gladly go with you, but he's nursing an injury from a recent hunting accident where he killed a bear cub in self-defense while he was out hunting larger prey, a detail at the time you will all wish that you later paid more attention to. Both groups that went out in search of the girl were groups of four, capable groups, adventurers, like the four of you. Neither group returned. It's been 24 and 48 hours. There's no reason they shouldn't have returned. You can get there within the day. There are four of you. You've taken the job. And you've been advised that you should probably find a fifth. And they will pay extra for it, even though they don't have much money. They suggest someone local, someone who knows the area. They might be your best shot at success because you're not from around here. So that's what brings you to this tavern. That's what brings you to the lean-to, because maybe here you'll find the, the muscle that you need. Maybe here you'll find that, that local person that can help you finish the job. You finish your story to the barmaiden, giving her way more information than she probably needed, and she just smiles and walks away with her empty, wet tray. The whole time you're telling the story, there's a large, red-headed muscular guy sitting back listening to your story and as the barmaiden walks away he walks up to your table and he's like I know this area better than anyone and he places a battle axe down on the table in front of your beers what's my cut <laughs> and from there we flash to the five of you or is it the five of you? 
Not quite sure. We see this burly, crimson-haired man walking along with four other people. He's armed with his battle axe. And all of you are standing at the mouth of the cave. We see him. We see the knoll. The knoll is there. But the human woman sitting at the tavern with you isn't there. The shopkeeper-looking dude, who we looked under the table at, isn't there. And Ryan Reynolds isn't there. Instead, what? there are three other strange-looking companions. What do those companions look like, Matthew? <laughs> One of them is a tiefling woman uh, with horns and one eye that is, you know, a standard human iris and pupil, and the other eye that is completely black. A forked tail pokes out from underneath her dark cloak, and she wears a diamond-shaped mask over her eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it so much better to have no idea what's going on? I have no idea what's going on! (laughs) Amazing. I I guess. I I guess. What else do we see? (laughs) Uh, Grant, what else do we see? We see a man with an ape-like visage, bald head framed by blazing <gasps> red eyes, sharply pointed ears, and razor-sharp teeth poking out of his mouth. His skin is sickly gray, and a scowl takes over his countenance. He's a hobgoblin, played by Vin Diesel, from the latest <laughs> film, Bloodshot. <laughs> Little known fact, I own Bloodshot 1 through 13. Wow. <laughs> Valiant comics, I think. Uh, and if that weren't enough, God. there's a hobgoblin, there's a tiefling, there's a knoll, there's this redhead dude who is now all of a sudden the most normal-looking person in the group because there's one other creature there. What does that creature look like, Joe? Well, as we come in closer, we see... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. From afar? Yeah, no way. But as you come in closer, you're like, that is Ryan Reynolds. It is, but it... <laughs> Honey, I thought that was Ryan Reynolds. I told you. I I told you. Can we get? Can we grab? I looked him up. I paused it. It's Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Barely recognized him. Barely recognized him. It's amazing what they do with makeup. Um, Hey, young Ryan Reynolds in this. He. uh, It is Ryan Reynolds. However, he has a strange, strange uh, changes have taken over his features. His. He has uh, the the beginnings of fur on uh, his face, under his eyes. Uh, a couple of his teeth, uh, his incisors, have elongated a little bit. He has these pointy ears that have gotten large and have flared out a little bit. And a weird pug nose that has sort of stretched a little bit out in front. Still the same hair flicked back. It's a little bit scraggly now. Um but otherwise, he looks the same. Same suit, same uh, weaponry, same everything. But his face has just been distorted. And his, his, uh, the backs of his hands and his knuckles are all very hairy and have gotten a little bit long and a little bit sharp. It's just odd looking. And he's just sort of like... <sighs> I, knew why, I know why he did this. The, the, they pitched him this. They're like, Ryan, we all seen the movies where you look great. What if <laughs> you do a short uh, podcast... It will only exist until this quarantine's over. <laughs> you play someone 
ugly, pug-nosed, and hairy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I said, yup. Uncredited. Yep. I'm in. Uncredited. uncredited. <laughs> and uncredited. He didn't, want to, he didn't want to pull focus from all of us. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to outshine us or, over, you know, downstage us. He just wanted to be part of it. He just wanted to be that's part like, of the project. That's the kind of star that he is. That's, he just doesn't think about himself in that way. That well, and considering The Rock's not going to be in the next Fast and the Furious because of how uh, Vin Diesel's uh, hatred of being outshone goes, it's a good move by Ryan. Ryan Reynolds uh, and his wife, Blake Lively, uh, live uh, 19 minutes away from me. So I'm assuming oh. we're going to be best friends. Oh. So did, you, did you Google map it? No, I just know he lives in uh, Bedford Hills, which is where I do CrossFit now. <laughs> not worried about it. Actually, I don't do CrossFit anywhere but my backyard because I haven't left my house in two weeks. <laughs> can we make can we make their house uh, an emergency rendezvous point for our group? I think it only yeah. makes sense, Skid, if if the Reynolds <laughs> the Reynolds Lively's house is our is our GCP shelter. What do you bring as a housewarming Maybe gift? A bottle of aviation gin. Sharp provolone. Sharp provolone, okay. Um, Sta- standard housewarming <laughs> gift. You always bring sharp provolone. <laughs> the red-haired the way, man. By the way, Matthew, it, sorry, it didn't take long. We already got an email with a thesis on sharp provolone. <laughs> That's subject the going live. For Matthew. Can exactly. I appreciate that provolone. greatly. You watch. Next one, next one of Matthew's plays is going to be like the sharp provolone's mistress. Fun... Uh, <laughs> Fun and disappointing <laughs> fact about sharp provolone is that most of it is not vegetarian. Ah, that is disappointing. Yeah, that animal rennet. Wow, I haven't had I haven't had sharp provolone in a very long time. It's a shame. It hurts me. Yeah. Yes, they're gonna kick you out of your Italian heritage. <laughs> You're out, Cabrera. You're out. <laughs> The, the red-haired man that's with you, uh, which, shockingly enough, when I uh, was working on this, uh, didn't think he'd be the most normal-looking dude. Uh, but he is. He points at the cave, and he's like, that's the place. He kneels down. He runs his fingers through the dirt. He tastes it a little bit. These tracks. These tracks look fresh. Looks like the other groups made it this far, and their journey ended inside. Weapons out and watch your step. The five of you enter the cave. It's pitch black. Who has dark vision? I I do. Raise your hands. Is that everybody except Joe? And yeah, Grant? I do. I do not. Uh, Grant has it. Grant has right, it. So the knoll and the t- now tiefling uh, have some dark vision. You walk in and you can see at least 60 feet in front of you. You don't get more than 50, 60 feet in until uh, you feel something squish underneath your feet. Matthew and Skid, your characters can see that it's a body. And now that you see that, you can see up ahead there's several bodies. Um, and as you look in deeper, they're all headless freshly decapitated from the smell of blood in the air. There's not a smell of rot yet. It's blood. It's colder in the cave. Maybe it's preserving these corpses. You don't even have time to take the whole scene in when you hear sounds of faint crying coming from deeper in the cave. So all of you, like, just lockstep, move towards the sound. Cautiously, though, you're scanning the walls, the ceiling, the floor for any sign of creature or creatures behind all of this. The four of you, 
Red-haired guy aside, have been adventuring for a while together. I don't know what it is you do. Are you mercenaries? Are you guys trying to make a name for yourselves? Did you start in one adventure path and then jump to a book to another adventure path? Who knows? But you find yourselves taking this job, bringing on this other guy as extra muscle. And now all of you are rushing towards the sounds of this crying. Another hundred feet or so into the cave. It's hard to tell at this point because it's got a little windy. You turn the corner and in the distance you see chained to a spike in the floor in the back of the cave is a little girl and she's just weeping quietly. (laughs) Kind of hyperventilating. Each of you walk forward, still hyper aware of your surroundings. When suddenly you hear a voice in the darkness behind you. A voice creeps out of the shadows and says, A child for a child. I will not rest until all of you pay. And then a huge roar. You turn and you watch emerge out of the shadows your red-haired companion polymorph into a fucking oh, werebear. What a dick. Roll for initiative. Oh, oh my wow. god. Oh my god. Oh. Okay. There's a twist. Oh. There's a 915 twist. Natural 20. Oh. No. Oh, no. Oh, oh hey. No. Wait, oh, no. Natural 20 on initiative. You know, it's going to be a fun night. <laughs> Let's go to... I'm telling you, this die is the die of the future. <laughs> Uh, let's let's take it over to roll twenty here. Why the hell not? Oh huh? hell yeah! Oh gosh! Oh, this is nice. Cracking open a little Miller Light. <laughs> it's Miller time. It's Miller time. Hey, Miller time. Oh, this dirt bag. This, this son of dirt a gun. bag. Son of a gun. Let me take you guys to the map here. Uh, move off the splash image to this sweet map. Oh, that is a sweet map. You see the four of you. Your names are now visible. Ah. God, the the people listening at home don't even know these names. But you see the four of you <laughs> were moving forward to get after this girl to try and figure out what happened. And then behind you, werebear. It, it's a werebear. It's, it's a werebear. Let's talk initiative. I have your name, so I'm going to say them. And then you tell me what your initiative is. Alfonso. Alfonso gets an eight. <laughs> Garbage. That, on the die? that was a natural five. The shittiest die roll there is, Troy. Classic. Classic. We should what have about- done charity donations for natural fives. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. Uh, Braven. Braven got a 21. Ooh, 21 for Braven. Yeah, he did. Yeah, what about, he did. Am I pronouncing this correctly? Karivar? Karazur. Karazur. Well, I need to change Karazur. that. Karazor. Uh, Karazor got a, a two. A two for Karazor. A two. a two for Karazor. And then perhaps my favorite. Wait, I want to make sure I get this right. Get it right. The, the Crystal <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> what did the Crystal Ghost get? <laughs> what did the crystal get? You are the such old, an idiot. The age old question. What did the Crystal Ghost get? <laughs> the Crystal Ghost. Got a 13. Oh, that voice. There she is again. Oh, wow. She's back. Wow. Uh, All right. It is round one, and uh, 
Brian, you did get a 21. Unfortunately, it doesn't beat the Werebears 22. I thought so. With the old plus two. A niche bone! Oh, man, I am excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't even care what happens. I'm just excited to roll some dice. All right, so he is going to move... Up. All right, so we got the Crystal Ghost and Alfonso are within. Uh, he is going to move up right to the Crystal Ghost. And he's going to try and bite the Crystal Ghost. Oh, no. <laughs> I love it. This is so funny. Against flat-footed AC, that is going to be a 12. Miss. Yeah, this is the crystal ghost. There you go. So that bite that we saw at the beginning of this thing, that the times that have changed, it was after the crystal ghost, <laughs> and it just, boom, she moves back with lightning speed, and it just shum, misses. Moving right along, it is Braven's turn. Braven, I love that name, dude. I love it. Thank you. Immediately, both of Braven's hands go to the center of his chest, and he closes his eyes as he concentrates, and you feel the air around you get colder as he materializes all of the moisture in the air around him into a rotating shield of ice around his body. What? (laughs) He then squeezes his eyes even tighter. And icicles emerge from his arms and shoulders as his eyes open and turn a glowing blue. He takes a five-foot step immediately to his right and centers his hands in kind of a martial artist way and pushes them out in front of him, launching a blast of water at this werebear. How dare you? All right. Is that a roll to hit? Uh, that is a roll to hit. Let's see if it gets there. Touch uh, aces? Uh, no, it's regular AC. Regular aces? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 16. <clears throat> 16. That's a big old miss. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure. I don't know what that spell is, but I'm pretty sure the crystal ghost dies. Oh, yeah, automatically man. dies if you miss with that spell that I don't know the name of. <laughs> what a shame. We were just getting to know her. Oh, no. and you're, and you're um, such a such a dick. What such a bummer! A jerk. Well, it is now the ghost of Crystal Ghost's turn. Uh, the Crystal Ghost. I'm going to ask a question: to power yeah. attack or not to power attack? Ooh. I'll tell you what. I didn't. I didn't power attack. I thought about it. Didn't do it. If I didn't, maybe and you that should. was a foolish mistake. I'll go. I'll go with power attack. <laughs> so uh, amazing. Natty seventeen. Uh, so that is Ooh. a 24 to hit. Oh, oh nice. dude. I'm going to tell you something. I probably tell shouldn't something. tell you. Just barely hits. Oh, oh we, we got to oh, get out. No. Let's know what we're getting into here. You oh, just feel no. like you just caught flesh. Uh, talk to me about damage. So the crystal ghost lashes out with her, a long sword that seems to be made of like glass itself. And it's flowing. It seem, if you look at it, it looks like it's moving a little bit. And she does 11 points of damage. Ooh. Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest yes, with you right now? I want to yep. be honest with you. It looks like it barely hurt him. Oh. What? Interesting. That dude's got some serious DR. What kind of a weapon is it mm. in terms of, like, does it have a plus one, a plus two, a plus three? Is it, it is not magical. Uh, it's cold iron, silver, anything? Mastery. It is made of liquid glass. You know you hit. You know you hit. Whoa. 
But man, did not do any damage. This guy's got some DR, and you did not break through. Okay. Uh, the crystal ghost will then take a five-foot step uh, to try to get around this guy. Maybe give a little flanking bonus to Alfonso. Little flank bone for Alfonso. Not, flank not bone yet, for Alfie. Well, it's a good thing you did that because it is Alfonso's turn. Alfonso. Alfonso. You're new to adventuring still. Still kind of new. You're still working out the kinks of this team. You trusted someone you shouldn't have. And it looks like he's kind of tough. Uh, yeah, this is no joke. Uh, all right, I'm going to start off with a knowledge check. Uh, see if I can't get a little. Is it knowledge nature? Uh, knowledge local? You know what? Uh, it would be knowledge local. Uh, all right, Alfonso will do a little knowledge local. That is a 17. Okay. Yep. Yeah, uh, you're dealing with a bear here. Is there anything specifically you want to know? I want to know the DR. What what cuts through the DR? DR. It's DR 10 silver. DR 10 Ugh. silver. So if you don't you have know, a silver oh weapon, you need to have at least a plus three weapon to cut past that. Now, I was this energy. close to making an alchemical silver weapon. Oh, no. <laughs> Horseshoes and hand grenades, good buddy. Uh, obviously, you know, there are certain things that just cut through DR regardless Right. If, you, if this party doesn't have that at its disposal, this is going to be a war of attrition. Luckily, there's only one enemy and four of you. But there's also a little girl chained to the wall. What do you want to do? Jeez. Uh, uh, okay. So seeing this thing sort of futzing with uh, the crystal ghost, uh, he's going to move. He's going to take a five-foot step, move into position. Classic. Classic uh, move. He has his uh, rapier out. He's got a rapier. Okay. And uh, he steps into position, goes, reaches his fingers like this, along his bandolier, counting, pulls out a uh, vial, and then coats his rapier in a silver weapon blanche, an alchemical silver weapon blanche, to make it silver. And uh, and then just drops this little iron... um, uh, thingy on the ground, and it's just to tink, tink, tink on the ground. Wait, did you pre-buy something that would allow you to turn your weapon silver? I think this is our first official side quest, side sash, bottle cap. Side quest, oh, side sash, bottle yeah, cap. Yeah. Oh, nice. Say that five times fast. <laughs> side quest, side quest, bottle cap. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, all right, yeah, so no, that's great. That's yeah. great. I didn't think any of you would have an answer for this. All right, so you now know you can cut right through. Right. Good so job. Th- th- that's going to be his round. Because right uh, I'm pretty sure that that's, that's a standard. Uh, I, I standard, not a swift? The standard, not a, a swift. I'll, I'll look it up. I don't know, but there's probably a feat that allows you to, like, swift. Put that poison on. Uh, there is, like- but it's not poison, and it's not a potion. Uh, I do have a feat that does that, uh, but it's not a, it's not a poison, uh, and it's not a potion. So I'm, I'm not really sure, but... Um, we shall see. I, I need David Winters to text me. Text me, David. <laughs> text me, David. Uh, Bail me right. out. All right. Hell of a move, red boy. Let's see what... Oh, Wait, I have a question. Does it provoke if it's a standard? Uh, yeah, that is a good question. Um, hmm. Oh, jeez. Matthew, you're really pissed in our Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I just uh, want you know. I like how normally you guys care so much about the rules, so I wanted to emulate your your behavior <laughs> and, and care about the rules as much as you all. Yeah, I do. I do care. I, I think that's a good point. Um, I, sorry, my confusion is I'm just trying to. I just don't want to over reveal. You know the way we love to play this game. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, but I, I don't do. think I don't think you're in danger of over revealing something that literally no one knows what's happening. Uh, I uh, I do have a feat uh, that allows me to. Uh, drink, uh, drink potions, elixirs, and other potables as a swift action, which is normally a standard uh, without provoking attacks of opportunity. Um, I'm not saying it, it correlates. Uh, the only thing it would be is that maybe he has real fast hands, but I think it probably provokes. Would be my guess. One little provoke. All right. Uh, do I want one? Not really. But uh, gonna, go ahead. Fuck it. He's, he's going to go ahead and bite you. Um, see what happens. You're not flat-footed, so that's a plus. Ten. Oh, that's a miss. Rolls. Miss. Garbage rolls. All right, so you uh, see, you definitely dodge out of the way. Okay. All right, so you definitely dodge out of the way. You are able to coat your weapon, but that's your turn. You're going to have to get it better is, than that. It is now Cotazor's turn. Cotazor. Uh, um, takes a five-foot step closer to the bear slings this giant cold iron greatsword off of his back. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> says, away from the child, you... I'm going to... If there was a Build-A-Bear, I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> and uh, he's going to swing. He's going to do an overhand chop with his two-hand sword. Ooh. Uh, that, is, that is a 20 to hit. 20 misses. Oh, brutal. Absolutely brutal. Good AC. All right, so rough first round. But the good thing is nobody took any damage. But now you know what you're up against. And now it's its turn. And it has multiple attacks. Let's talk about those multiple attacks because he's going to lay them all out right now. I'm a little nervous. But I said to myself, if someone dies in the first sesh, that would be amazing. So the Crystal Ghost, Karazar, Karazur, and Alfonso are all within reach. How about... I don't know why I just put a heart on him, but it's just because I love this werebear. Uh, he is going to do three attacks. Now, the bite is the one that's real nasty. So we're going to figure out who gets the bite and then take it from there. Let's say uh, one, two is Crystal Ghost. Three, four, Alfonso. Five, six, Karazur. Light on Karizor. No! No! Will, no. will the werebear, those of you falling at home, know what a werebear can do? Will he hit with the bite on Karizor? Natty 19. Oh, oh, no. All right, so he hits with the bite. I'm assuming, what's your AC? 19. Okay, yeah, definitely hits does 13 points of damage and then need you to roll a fortitude save Oof. ah that's a fail that is a fail you my friend have the curse of lycanthropy <gasps> oh my god no here comes a claw at no. the crystal ghost 16 to hit the crystal ghost miss Misses Crystal Gale, a Claude Alfonso. 
Ooh, Natty 18. Oh, What's your AC? Uh, 19. That's going to be a hit for 11. Excuse me, 14 points of Jesus. damage. Jesus. Oh, my God. And then goes to grab you. Oh, no. Uh, 22 against CMD. Oh, God. I, why do I always get grabbed so I can't even play my character? <laughs> I can't even play. Grab. Uh, yes, that is successful, Johnski. Will these heroes be heroes? That's its turn. Got four more turns till it gets back to him. He has taken very little damage. It is Braven's turn. Braven, you see what's going on here, man. Missed. Braven takes a five-foot step to get an angle on this awful creature, and you see him twist his hands a little bit differently as he shoots another water blast out of this creature. I'll tell you what happens if it hits, and it's going to be a tough hit. Uh, okay. Uh, 20 to hit. 20 misses. <sighs> Nothing happens. Just water splashes Ugh. off of this thing. Water uh, hits Alfonso right in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> Add insult to injury. That adds Dude. a little... But maybe it'll be easier to escape the grapple, Alfonso. We'll never know. <laughs> because slipperier. it's the crystal ghost's turn. Now, he's uh, grappled. Oh, actually, what was the... What did, He's grappled now. Hold on for a second. Let me see. His oh, AC does that reduce his AC? Down. Yes, because he has the grapple condition as well. I don't want to get your hopes up, but let me put that on. What did you say the twenty was? I'm so sorry. No. Oh, still uh, not. I'm, oh I'm so God. sorry. No. The crystal ghost. What are you thinking? The crystal ghost pulls her razor sharp crystal uh, liquid glass sword from its body. What? Seeing how I told you that already. I know. I'm just oh, thanks. Uh, but she what? sees how little damage it does and says, What is this child for a child? Why have you brought us here? Little, uh, little fucking mid-com diplome. Mid-com diplome. <laughs> Cop diplome. Roll, roll diplomacy check. Uh, Natty 15. Ooh. Uh, 23. You're 22. 22. They killed my child. And I'll kill all of them before I kill theirs. I stand in the name of justice. Tell us the story of what happened instead of murdering us here. Well, it all started two days ago. <laughs> and, uh, a local hunter killed my son. Why? Now I'm really mad. So I'm going to kill you. Perhaps we could make it bright. Go on. Who? Why was your son killed? No, he doesn't say any of that. He just squeezes Alfonso tighter. Um. All right. Um. I'm going to assume that my diplomacy check was at least a standard action. So that's my. No, 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 no. We're just, we're just talking. We're talking. We're just talking. Friend. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Well, then I'll swing again. I'm not going to penalize you for trying to have a good time. Uh, another natty fifteen. So that is going to be a twenty-one right. to hit. Because it is grappled, it has the grapple condition, rather, that is a hit. Okay, that's going to be 13 points of damage. All right, a little bit of it cuts through, but man, that DR is going to be brutal. You need to get Alfonso free. Uh, It is Alfonso's turn. Alfonso, you're grappled. You can attack. You've got a hand, right? Can't you swing away? Do I need to get free? I don't think so. What kind of a weapon is it? He's got his rapier in his hand. It's a one-handed weapon. Stab that bitch. He's just, ah, 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 fighting against this thing, and he reaches up close in the bandolier, close 
to uh, where his uh, uh, up near his neck pops off uh, a vial, opens it up, glug 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 glug, swift actione, throws it down as he <laughs> drinks an extract of True Strike, Ooh. and then Ooh. stabs into the creature with this Wait, silver swift blade. swift drink of the True Strike swift drank. So swift drank. Wow. Auto basically auto hit. Auto Johnski. Yeah. Here comes the natural one. Let's do Unless it for the charity. One. Unless you nat one. Oh, so close to a crit. Natty seventeen. Ooh. That so thirty-seven to hit with so, a. What is it? Did you put silver sheen on it? What was it? Yeah, it's alchemical silver. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. Oh, max damage. Oh. Uh, Ten oh. points of damage. Ten points. Wow. Of damage. Nice. Wow. Stabs into the side of it. Um, and that's that's it. That's his round. Assuming any round. of that is uh, is legal, I I have no idea. And frankly, <laughs> I don't care. You drank it a sound cool. Sound cool. You drank cool. a potion, oh, which takes one, one hand. Can you? And can then you I stabbed, which takes then... one hand. I don't. Think I think it was get, pretty cool. I don't think you get limited actions from being grappled. You know what I mean? So, you know, the tough thing about Pathfinder in general is like there are rules. There are rules, and ideally, we'd like to follow them. But sometimes you just got to do what feels right. Exactly. I agree. And that just felt right. (laughs) And ultimately, that's the correct ruling. Not what's written in the book. It's what feels right for your game. In our case, our game. Let's talk about Karazor. Karazor, uh, you really stepped up there overhand chop, but this guy's got a, a pretty decent AC. You're a seasoned, uh, seasoned veteran here. You know his AC is lowered because of the grapple. What do you want to do? Yeah, and he's bitten into me. Like, I can maybe feel the first strains of lycanthropy pulsing through my veins. Just crawling. But uh, Karazur, like, he lifts the sword over his head again with his wounded arm. You'd better let my friend go if you know what's good for you. Natty 19. That is a critical threat. Critical threat. Critical threat. Critical threat. Critical threat. 22 to confirm. 22 to confirm. Is a confirmed crit. That's what I'm talking about. 50 bucks of direct relief. Nicely done, dude. Nice, dude. Oh, man. Uh, you need right. that. You, know, you need that. Oh, no. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, Why don't we do a, a fan a... critical? Why don't we do a fan critical? Yeah. You know, I was going to say, sure. though, like, man, what a huge sure. moment to, to have a crit come through because his damage, he needs that extra damage to cut through the DR. Totally. Huge. I, dude, it's so huge. It's yeah. so huge. Uh, all right. This one is either Michael or Michelle uh, from Boston. Boston, Mass. Michelle, from Boston. A splitting punishment. Your weapon arcs violently through the air as you remember all the faces of fallen friends. You break through armor, bone, and skin and eviscerate the target. Target takes double damage and 1d4 bleed. Reflex save. Reflex save or also become stunned for one round. So this thing has to make a reflex save or it gets stunned. I don't, I, I don't like that. Uh, so I guess it's DC 22, right? That was your confirmation roll? Yeah. DC yeah. 22 reflex. Fail. Yeah. Oh, oh this thing's okay. done. We just turned the tide. So, wow. Right, so do you, re- do you release a grapple when you're stunned? Oh. Uh, hold the phone here. You know, it sucks not having my GM screen, but. I'm just, I'm, let's look. I, for the viewers at home, I'm, or for the listeners at home, I'm just dancing. 
stance. Yeah, just, you, I think I'm pretty sure you raised the roof. Uh, oh, well, you know what, Matthew? I don't know what the actual rules are, but what it does say is a stunned creature drops everything it holds. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm sure that would include Alfonso. I was like, you know what? I don't like one Alfonso. I don't see it in the raw where it says it drops Alfonso, so I guess we just have to. <laughs> it doesn't say if it, it drops uh, Harry Ryan Reynolds. Um, so I'm going to say he's still grappled. No, uh, drops everything held, can't take actions, take a minus two penalty AC, and loses its dex bonus to AC. So now it's become easier to hit, and it's no longer grappled, and it loses a turn? Am I yes, reading that correctly? It's stunned for Also, the, yeah, it takes it, double damage. Let's not forget that fact. Give me the damage, Skid. Yes. What a turn, buddy. What a turn. Well Point. done. 25 points of damage with the cold iron sword. So I don't think that makes any difference. Wow. So 15 um, gets through, though, which is enormous. Enormous. And and two points of bleed. All right. So it will bleed on its turn. Spoiler alert. It's its turn. It takes two points of bleed damage right off the top. That'll cut through that DR, right? Uh, so it takes two points of bleed damage and then loses this turn. This is an enormous round for you. I'll tell you, after the first round, I was a little worried for all you guys, but are you heroes? I don't know. We just met you guys. You're third level. Are you heroes? It's Braven's turn. Braven, you've been pissing on this guy. Just pissing and missing. Pissing in the wind, betting on a losing friends. We're going to make the same mistakes we always made again. Uh, Braven is going to gather power. He's going to grab all the water around him, and you hear a sonic boom unleashed from his body as he centers all of his elemental energy around him. And a fist forms in between his hands made out of water and launches out at this dude. Let's see if it hits. This guy's like a superhero. Yeah, the worst yeah. superhero ever with a fucking 14. <laughs> It is so funny oh. recording the Glass Cannon podcast and watching Grant miss every single round. I know. I don't know what's happening. It's the world is upside years, down. Years and years since we've seen this. Oh. Man, even with his severely lowered AC, that is a miss. Um, he's like the hero in your group. You're like, we really need to find a new hero. <laughs> yeah. Join our fucking group. Can I respec in between turns? <laughs> We'll talk about it later. Okay. Uh, it is the crystal like ghost. The seed ball turn. of the last cannon. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> wow. wow. The crystal ghost will strike out with her with her uh, with her sword. I wish one of your powers was adding more light to your face during these streams. I'm working on it. I don't. <laughs> that's have, why I, I, have I really professional equipment. I'm pretty sure that's a supernatural power. <laughs> these are twelve dollar table lamps. Uh, that is a nineteen to hit. Which is its new AC while stunned. Uh, oh, okay. nice. 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 Excellent. Power attack is still on, so it takes 11 points of damage. All right, one so point one, point of, one damage. point of damage. But hey, every little bit counts. What if he only had one hit point left? He didn't in this case, but still, cool turn. Um, and then, actually, no, no, Crystal Ghost will stay where she is. That's what the Crystal Ghost no, does best. The Crystal Ghost will actually take a, a five-foot step uh, to be next to both Quarazor uh, and Alfonso. Ooh, all right. It is Alfonso's turn. Alfonso, hero time. Uh, yeah, I mean the problem is that. Do you still the, have that silver sheen or silver alchemical stuff on there? No, it's no, like, it's gone. one shot. Yeah, it's it's a one shot, Jonski. You get one um, shot. Do not. So uh, yeah, so he's going to <laughs> as he drops. Oh, by the way, you did not on his. It was his turn. And he didn't no. go, right? Because he was stunned. Take yeah. 1d4 bleed. 
Another D4 bleed? For oh, what? You, oh, you rolled it? Yeah, yeah, Skid rolled it. I took the two bleed. Got it. Okay. So, uh, don't ever yeah. talk to me like that again in front of my friends. <laughs> Sorry, I, I missed it. Uh, so th- this stunned thing like drops him and Alfonso lands on his feet, looks across at him, and he's just gushing blood out the side and Alfonso's just like just uh just a quick taste. And he licks the blood off of this thing's arm as it's oozing down and then drops back out of combat, uh, out of the way, I should say, uh, in order to uh, create a little distance for himself. And he's going to, yeah, he's going to drop the. uh, Was that a flavor blood lick? That was a flavor blood lick. Yeah. You have to hit Touch AC to do a blood lick? Uh, he couldn't help himself. He could not help himself. And uh, sorry, I'm I'm just uh, having a hard time managing all the things that I'm doing here. I try. I was trying to cl- click roll twenty on OBS. I'm like, why isn't my guy moving? Uh, yeah, I already did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so yeah, I will uh, fall back. Uh, a decent take attack of opportunities. Right, exactly. Stunned. So I'm, I'm going to move like a good ten feet back and say, Kozu, you have this under control. Karazor, 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 you have this. He's not responding because I said his name wrong, which is appropriate. I'm right, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, who, <laughs> who, who are you talking to? Venturing together for a little while. Karazor, oh, no, uh, I, I wasn't aware that you were talking to me. Yes, I've got this fully under control. Uh, creature is no match for the likes of us. Excellent. This stuff is, uh, it is expensive, you know. And he drops his uh, rapier. He draws out his uh, short bow. And he draws a handful of uh, arrows just out of his quiver. And just drops them on the ground just in front of him. Uh, and that, that's his round. So he drops back, okay. drops it, pulls out his bow, pulls out his arrows, drops it in front of him. Uh, Korzu, uh, you've got this under control, my friend. And then uh, he's holding now. That was his full round. but Yeah, that was his full round. But he, he got back, he got out of there, and now it is Karizur's turn. Karizur, uh, he will take a five-foot step to get back into flanking if the Crystal Ghost chooses to engage in that kind of behavior also. And he's going to do another overhand swing. And uh, he's like, Be gone, foul creature of the woodlands! Misses. Misses. And now he is no longer stunned, he being this bear. He shakes out of it. He shakes his headphones right off. <laughs> he had a couple of Dre beats on. He, <laughs> he never goes anywhere without his beats. Right. <laughs> this is fucking a Dre beats. Dude, uh, dude, come on. I love this too much. Like, he, whenever he goes to kill people, he fights with, like, hardcore metal music. Like, <laughs> Hold like, on. That's how the transformation... That's how the transformation happened. He was just that redheaded guy, and then he was like, I need my Abbey Road B side. <laughs> and then he just bites, gives people lycanthropy. Uh, well, he's actually going to try and give the curse of lycanthropy to the Crystal Ghost with this bite right here. Oh, out of the tray. I pulled a Grant. That's going to be a big old miss. Yep, you pulled a double Grant for tonight. Double Grant. Out of the tray uh, and a miss. God, a seven to hit. Uh, first claw on the crystal ghost is a sixteen. Miss. Come on. Final claw on the crystal ghost, a ten. Miss. So just like he's still like, you know, he's she's a ghost. He's listening listen to the, the B side and uh, he just bite claw claw miss miss miss. Uh, rough round. You're not out of the woods yet though, and it's Braven's turn. Braven. 
I'm not saying the team needs you to show that you deserve to be a part of the team, but thousands of people watching at home do. Braven will take a five-foot step in the hopes of proving himself and notices the blood coming out of this creature. And as he reaches his hands out towards it, the blood pulls off in droplets towards him a bit before he unleashes another blast of the creature. yes! I love it, dude. Oh, 17 on the die for a 24 to hit. 24. No longer stunned. I'm sorry, 23 to hit. Hits exactly. Yes! Whoa, nice, dude. Okay, so this racks the blood inside of this creature as it strikes him, ignoring all forms of damage reduction. However, you get a fortitude save to reduce the damage. His best save. But I'm rolling. I, I wanted to do it. Shit. Bloodthirsty. I was inspired by Alfonso taking a lick. What is the name of the spell? Do you want to tell us? It is a kinetic blast, but the infusion I put on top of it as a form is called rack, um, which affects the blood of the target that you are uh, attacking. I don't understand anything you just said, but I like it. Here comes the save. Natty three. That's a 12 total. Oh, my God. Okay, so that is 20 points of damage, but it is halved because of this. So it's 10 points of damage total. 10 points of damage. That is so ridiculous and phenomenal. Wow. Still huge. So you rack the blood of this guy, and he's just... You can, like, see underneath his skin just the blood trying to jump out of himself. Yeah, it all comes to the surface and just escapes from his furry body. He looks like he's pretty shook right now. Good move, Braven. Braven came through. The Crystal Ghost, you've been playing with loaded dice over there. You see that uh, Karazor, Karazor looks a little shaky. There's like a pulsating bite on his shoulder where the werebear got him. It tried to bite you and missed twice. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to swing with my liquid glass blade. Natty three. Oh, Miss. no. Um, however, I will step into flanking so that Karizor can hit him perhaps better. Give him that little plus two. Might be all it takes to get past this great AC when he's not stunned. Alfonso, you got your bow out. Your quiver's on the ground, full of arrows. What do you want to do? Looks like they're not getting it done. He's going to look down. (laughs) Ah, hate to see it go, but at least this one pays. At least this job pays well. He pulls out another, uh, uh, whatever it is, this vial, uh, this uh, alchemical silver. And he (laughs) shakes it all over the arrows on the ground. And uh, and that's, that's his round. Wow, you got that in spades. Do, Did you I, read this adventure that nobody knew about? No, I had. Uh, I bought five of them. Smart. That's smart. Five of this adventure to print out five times at your house? <laughs> yes. <laughs> five copies of this adventure. No, you know what? You know what you will see? This is why I got so psyched to play this character, is as I was doing it, I was like, oh my God, like his flexibility is phenomenal right now, and it's just, it's really cool. I'm, I'm excited to reveal more. Well, it is... Karizura's turn. Karizura, you see the crystal ghost. You've been adventuring for a little while together, so you guys are trying to learn each other's like, you're trying to be X-Men, like, let's get each other into position to help everybody out. The crystal ghost is in position for you. What do you do? 
Uh, yeah, Karazor is pretty sure he knows uh, what he's doing, uh, what Alfonso's doing. So he's just going to try to maintain the attention of this creature on on himself as much as he can. He's going to do another overhand strike. Come on, dude. Uh, that is a 22 to hit. Just oh, misses. Just, just oh, no. Oh, oh, right on the cave floor next no. to it. Sparks fly up. Oh. This dude had like crazy strength. Boom! Sparks fly up. Unfortunately, that gives the bear another turn. He's gone to the well a couple times here, trying to give lycanthropy to the crystal ghost. Where is the crystal ghost? Just north I've of the werebear? Yes, just north of the werebear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've disappeared into the terrain. You know, it's so funny. On the no, map, you just... I didn't... I did not, no flanking. I didn't take flanking into account. That's... That's, oh. that's 24. That's a hit. All right. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. I forgot. Yeah. No, that's a hit. That is... That is... Uh... Uh, 12 points of damage. Woo! 12 points of damage to get through. Okay. Big round here. Big okay. round. Werebear's going to try and take a bite at the Crystal Ghost because why not? Natural 20. Oh, no. No, dude. No, no, Natural no, no, 20. no, 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 no. Hey, it goes to a good cause. Well, you gotta be confirm tough. first. It's gonna be tough to confirm if I can do it. I will uh, absolutely kill Matthew's character for this uh, charity. Just say, I'm happy with that. I knew, I knew that, I knew it was coming. All right, it's gonna be hard. No, nine to confirm. Damn it! Okay. It still hits. Oh, it still hits. Still hits. Exploding dice, and then I'll need you to roll fortune today. But you know what? Hold on one second, Matthew. Let's see if I explode. No explosions, only eight points of damage. Now I need you to roll a fortitude save. Fourteen on the fortitude save. DC fifteen. You got the curse of lycanthropy, uh, brother. Dude, this is nuts. This is nuts that this is happening. What is this eight module? Eight points of damage. <laughs> Did you say eight points son. of damage? Eight points of damage. Uh, that's just the bite. Let's talk about the claw. One claw at the crystal ghost. Uh, miss with a 13 and then a claw around the bend at Karizor. Uh, 19 on Kar. Oh, excuse me. 17 on Karizor. Uh, that is a miss. Also, did you take the bleed damage? I didn't. That's another two oh, points or you roll another D4? No, no, you roll another D4. Okay. All right, Skid. Roll that D4. Get it, dude. Do it. Oh, come on, baby. One. Oh, One. Damn it. Uh, so close. It's a so close. Uh, all right. It is Braven's turn. Braven, you had a hell of a round last time. You feel like you found your footing in this fight. What are you going to oh do? My God, Braven has such a razor slim chance of hitting, but he's going to reach out to try to stir the water in this creature's blood one more time. Come shit out of the box. Come on. All get right. it, dude. Get it, dude. Get it. Natural no. three. No dice. Raven, the crystal ghost, the crystal ghost, you're not feeling too great. You got that same weird pulsing uh, feeling where the bite mark was. Like, what is happening to me? Is that all that happens? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Great. I'm going to swing my sword. 
Uh, that is a 23 to hit. It's exactly. <gasps> yeah. Do it. Do it. Finish it. Well, he finish big it. damage, though. Eight points of damage. Oh, nothing. nothing. Zero points of damage. <laughs> Uh, it is Alfonso. VR is the worst. Alfonso. Alfonso. They're falling apart around you. I know. I know this is terrible. Um, well, if you're not going to get it done, then clear out. Get out of the way. Uh, he's going to f- pick up an arrow and shoot it. Okay. Uh, and it's going to be, uh, needs a natural 20 to hit. So Got a ball cap. Got a ball cap. I'm not going to waste it when I need a natural 20. Uh, Got a ball cap. Uh, here we go. Uh, Natty 16. Is not going to do it. What's the total? Eighteen, oh. because of because uh, you know, my allies are all around it. So that's one silver arrow just <laughs> flies oh, over just it. Flies past. Oh. Yeah, Karizor. If, if you're not going to get it done, then step out of the way. I'll take care of it. Karizor, we need you right now. Okay, Karizor. It's like boom. Arrow flies over his shoulder. So it's like one last swing. Uh, that is, that is, that's 22, 22 to hit. Just missed AC 23. And now it's, it's turn. It takes a five foot step. It takes bleed damage. It takes bleed damage. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. If you roll a four, it's dead. Get it. Come on, Skid. Get it. Two. <gasps> oh, All right, what well, we Skid, got? Skid, did you take flanking into account on your? Uh... I did. I okay. did. I'm going to go ahead right. and guarantee Grant kills this thing this round. Guaranteeing it. Wow. Let's see if Grant gets the curse of lycanthropy because it takes a five foot step and goes to bite Braven and misses on the bite with a seven, and then goes to claw Braven, uh, misses on the first claw, second claw on Braven. Is uh, an eleven miss, 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 miss. So miss, he's kind of he's, he's yes. just blah, 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 squirting blood. I think you guys have this in hand, but if every round that goes by is another chance for someone to get the curse, finish him, Braven. Finish him, Braven. Five foot step back, immediately twirls around and throws out a water kinetic blast at this guy. Uh, nope, fucking die. Ain't <laughs> the grand I grew up with. The grand we all know and love. You know what? Oh, Joe Bryant over there. I know we all miss playing in the studio together, but there is something so fun I, watching Grant like flip out uh, on a webcam. It's just like watching like a great Instagram story. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> well done, dude. <laughs> the Crystal Ghost. You know, it's not awesome. The fact that you and your buddy uh, Karizor are sick. This thing is standing on its last legs. Is there anything you can do to take it out? I mean, I can try to hit it with my sword, but uh, that's one thing. Good idea. He's a brilliant like tactician. A, you're a little bit of a one-trick pony there, the Crystal Ghost. Well, I mean, I can do other things, but when we're in melee combat with a werebear, one best thing to usually do is try to hit it with your sword, right? That's what they say in uh, Werebears, 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 how to hunt and kill a werebear. All right, the, fl- <laughs> the Crystal Ghost will, f- will flavor charge straight at the werebear. Little flavor cha. Little flavor cha. And then we'll try to hit it. Uh, Natty 15, that is 21 to hit. Oh, no. Pyrotech's still on. That's why that's you should never put on Pyrotech. They, they write about that online. Grant says you should always put on Pyrotech. Not against a werebear. 
You forgot Not about against, the Werebear Claws. Yeah, Grant has always said, except need, against Werebears. It has DR-10. It has DR-10. DR-10. You need to have power attack. Even to hurt it. To hurt Alfonso, it, I need to on. Alfonso, come on, man. You're up. What do you got? You got a, a <sighs> an arrow that can never hit. An arrow that can never <laughs> hit in this situation. Does, it'd be a kill shot. Yeah, he just looks up and he says, you've... I give up. You know I love all of you. I love all of you deeply. And he steps up 10 feet. Wait, does he? I don't know if he can do that. Do it. Shit. If you're allowed uh, by the rules of the game. If you're allowed by the rules of the game. Um, he is going to... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to... Gonna do it. We got to do it, right? Can I do it? That's that's um, time. My, 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 that my question right? is: grabbing uh, one of my vials, grabbing one of my vials is, I guess, a, a, a move action. So I can't move. All right, so he can't move. Uh, that's what I'm going to say. And he's just going to look across and say, "You, you know, I love all of you deeply, and uh, I'm sorry." And he pulls out a vial and just throws it at this thing. Alchemist fire. On oh. its touch AC. Beautiful. Can you hit? It's nice. touch AC. Can I hit? A very it's interesting touch question. A oh, it is a werebear. That's probably high. Uh, no, it's probably low, right? Mm, it I just has know. to be touched. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you what. I know the answer. So <laughs> Thank you, Troy. Okay. Uh, all right. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, O'Brien. Come on, O'Brien. Come on, O'Brien. Natural 20. Oh, oh, what? What? Yeah. Oh. Confirm it. Confirm it. It should be in Natty G C. You can't see it on the camera. Natty G C P. Just see a gross wrists. Oh, I'm so pumped. I'm so goddamn pumped. To confirm. To confirm. uh, That is a 19 against touch to confirm. Confirm, Chris. Market That's 100 dude. bucks. 100 Market bucks. Market dude. 100 bucks yeah, nice. to direct relief. Uh, oh, that's so check awesome. out their website. Come on. This is so sick. Uh, all right. So uh, it explodes right on him, does seven points of, da- of fire damage, and then one point to everybody around him. One point of fire And he just, around. it hits him, and he just. <laughs> and fucking dies. <laughs> For the record, yeah. the Crystal Ghost takes zero points of damage. <gasps> Ooh. 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 Intriguing. So uh, Alfonso did not apologize to you before he threw it. He, he knew. He knew. He knew. He knew. He knew. <laughs> he knew. He knew. You throw this alchemist fire, and you know it's a, a dangerous move. You know, you know that this is a volatile substance that could backfire, could land on one of your friends. Uh, but you take the risk because you know that there's a kill shot needed. You've seen that it's done damage to Karizor and to the Crystal Ghost. And so Shut up, Troy. You take it. No, I love it. I love it more than I've loved anything that we've ever done. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Uh, He's such a mean dude. You take it. No, I really do like it. Uh, it doesn't, you can't, it's so hard to tell what I actually like and what I don't like. Anymore. You're the boy who cried wolf with sincerity. The boy who cried crystal ghost. <laughs> you throw this fucking thing, and it hits it, and it, it only had a little bit of HP left, and so it just burns to the ground. This thing was towering over all of you. 
and you slowly walk towards the the girl and she just looks up at you even though you're all fucking monsters hideous monsters <laughs> hideous terrifying monsters <laughs> she looks up with you and knows that you're here to save her and we fade out of there we uh, fade out of there and we're back at the lean to tavern ooh okay your pockets are all a little more full yeah. You each receive 25 gold pieces. A small amount. Uh, but as much as they could afford. And you're sitting there drinking and going over what happened. It's the next day at this point. You know, maybe you're having, you're at happy hour. What are you guys talking about? Um, I will say before, uh, he left the cave, uh, Alfonso took the empty vials that he had used and filled them with the blood of the werebear, uh, stood up over its corpse and just looked down at it and said, sorry, friend, uh, misunderstanding, uh, a job, you know how it is out there. And then walks out, um, Back here, what is he talking about? Um, I think just... You know that uh, silver that I used on the uh, on the weapon and on the arrows? That was a terrible waste. Uh, I'm not profiting on this job at all. It was a, it was a loss. So... We have to be more careful, but uh, more careful about what jobs we're accepting. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we have to be more discerning. Make sure they have the money to pay us right up front. It's true, but then again, can, how can one measure the life of a of a girl of a human being against uh, a slight expenditure in alchemical silver? Uh, I can. It's uh, it's 178 gold pieces is the worth of a peasant's life. Oh. I didn't know you. I didn't know you were an actual. Right. Oh Alfonso. no, he's right. It was. It was absolutely not worthwhile. We yes, it's a. Asked. It's a little known fact. Uh, not many around here know it, especially in a place such as this. They they value the wrong things. I'm afraid. But I had no idea that was the rate. Yes, that is the rate, and it's mostly the rate. I'll be honest to members outside of the girls' family. Of course, the rate is that adjusted for inflation. Much higher. It's well, much higher inside assume- the family. Had some sentimental value at the very least. Yes, sentiment. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't last the test of time. Uh, It's something that is—it's fading. So why would we? Why would we? Unsentiment in these parts is terrible too. Well, let's just just chalk this one up to. Well, true, but let's let's just chalk this up to a massive mistake to even get a, <laughs> haven't gotten involved in in the first place, and and live and learn. That's what I said. Yes, yes. Carazor, out of curiosity, how was your um, festering wound? Quite feeling in the pink, old old chum. It's uh, <laughs> it's a, there's a bit of a, a pulsing uh, sensation coming from the wound itself. I put a bit of a poultice on it and, uh, and another just it's just it's, it's painful uh, i had a bit of a fever and um i think 
and um, it's not quite feeling myself. I think I'm worried. Wait, wait, that, that wait a moment. Alfonso leans up, looks around the bar a little bit, and just like pulls uh, the hood of his cloak up over his face. Not over his face, over his head a little bit. Adapt. And just, oh, I love that. <laughs> and he like, starts to change shape a little bit. And he, he enacts his scent ability. And he gets very close. And he just... <sighs> and he wants to see if he can detect the curse of lycanthropy uh, on him. Uh, it's something he's obviously familiar with uh, as a werebat, which is what he is. Uh, so he's got... Oh. Wait, like uh, don't gloss over that too quickly. Yeah. You're he playing is, a werebat? I'm playing a werebat. <laughs> so uh, not a werebear, but a werebat. But in this case, uh, he doesn't technically have the curse of lycanthropy. He is... It's in his family lineage. So it can manifest itself. It can skip generations, etc., etc. But, Dude, but how cool is it that you had no idea about this adventure or what I was doing, and <laughs> you picked a guy no idea. a fucking werebat with and lycanthropy in his lineage? To be honest, and I'm honestly asking you right now, uh, and you don't have to answer, but this is in the mo- like this is the module. Like I, th- I thought you were just starting us off with an encounter to like as a vehicle for everybody to meet each other. If you're listening at home, I'm doing the universal sign for. Maybe. Maybe. Well, if it is the module, then, that, then that's really cool. Uh, but, yeah, anyway. So can I roll a check, whether it's, uh, I don't know, knowledge, yeah, arcana, I mean, heal, or... Heal would be the best, but uh, if you have, if you can make a case for another uh, knowledge check, I'll, I'll certainly listen. Uh, yeah, can I do a... I mean, is it a magical... It's a curse, right? So it's magic. Can I do... Can I make a case for Knowledge Arcana and then... Because I'm not very good at heal. I'm not good at, like, battlefield, like, wrapping up a wound or identifying a common disease. But this is not a common disease. This is something that I have a racial understanding of, an innate understanding of. And I believe that a curse would cross over into that sort of arcana range, and I am trained a, in knowledge It's arcana, a supernatural so. ability, so is arcana the one you feel most comfortable with? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think so. Right, well, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel like like uh, it, it can't be cured by mundane medical methods, right? Like, it has to be magically removed with, like, a remove curse or, or something like that. Magical. Um, it's a magical curse. Like, I mean... Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it would have to be. If that's cool yeah, with you, me, Troy, I'm just going to give, give it me a roll, roll. and I'll, uh, I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, ooh, Natty 16, 24. Ooh. So he, okay. he keeps the hood up. He doesn't want everybody to see him like change form, but the change form doesn't make him hulking and weird. Uh, it just is, is mainly in his face, and he just has a, it, the power of scent. Yeah, so you you would know if this is a part of your lineage. You would probably know without even rolling, unless you were trying to recall knowledge about things that don't affect you, but have affected people from your past. That like this is going to be a pr- if it's going to be a problem, it's going to be a problem at the next full moon. Yeah, um, that's something that both the uh, Crystal Ghost and uh, Karizor are just going to have to deal with to see if they can fight against the transformation or not even fight against it but like be able to control themselves when it inevitably happens yeah uh in terms of curing it you know you know it is a curse uh so you think that having access to remove curse may help uh 
maybe even like high level remove disease or the heal spell like spells way beyond your oh but uh, but uh but a remove disease to... can work uh that's cool um i'm not 100% sure i, I figured it would be like a break enchantment or remove curse or wish you need or to, limited wish you would or need whatever. to a remove disease what'd you roll yeah, remove. I disease. rolled a twenty-four. Yeah, you rolled pretty high. Remove disease cast by a cleric of twelfth level or higher could cure the affliction. We need wow. to find ourselves a rather powerful and well-connected priest. I Here's don't know the catch: if we'll find one in the mushfins. This is the problem. You got to find that cleric within three days. <gasps> by the next full moon, you will. No, not even. You have. It's just like a thing. If you get the curse of lycanthropy, you have three days to cure it. You don't feel super confident about that because you know that there's not going to be a cleric out there that's going to do it for free. And we don't and have the money. We and don't then, have the money. And I'm sorry. So in three days, if you don't cure it, it's a permanent condition. You can never, except with like a wish or something, get rid of it? No, there are other ways around it. But like okay. remove okay. disease of a 12th level or, or heal could cure it uh, if you receive the spell within three days of the infection. Um you also might want to stock up on some Wolfsbane because that would give you a new fortitude save to recover from it. So you basically, hmm. long story short, you think to yourself, like, we might have to deal with this for a full moon, full moon or two and just hope for the best. Wow. Okay. Uh, but I will also, Alfonso will also offer, like, I'm happy to go out and find it. I know what Wolfsbane looks like. I can, I can do a search in my free time uh, and hopefully... Nail this thing down and nip it in the bud, as they say. I'm a little uh, worried. Cars. Personally, I'm just a little worried about transforming into a bear and <laughs> killing children. You should That's be. That's not my usually my MO. You should be. It is uh, a horrible curse. It will likely leave you distraught and broken as a person. Somehow we have to fix this before it comes to light. Uh, you are in the right headspace. Any suggestions? Well, the Wolfsbane, uh, as I said, but otherwise I do think we have to accept it. I'm sorry to say. But there might be some workarounds. We just need to think positive. I'm sure it'll be, all be fine. And then he looks around like, not selling it. <laughs> I appreciate the Norman Vincent Peel outlook, but I, for one, am... Horrified at the notion of becoming some sort of a horrible creature, and he like slavers his jaws and sits back. That's a good. Yeah. How do how does lycanthropy affect non-human characters? Oh. Turn into a bear, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm bear. I'm part devil. Oh. Yeah. We. You know. We should actually look into this. It's possible that like uh, I think tieflings are outsiders. Uh, right? Yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah, it's possible outsiders may be immune to this, but you're not quite sure. You still have this festering wound, as does uh, Karazor, who is, uh, though he is an animal. Uh, yeah, is, watch it. Watch How it. dare you? He is a humanoid. How dare I'll, you? Uh, so something to look into. Uh, what's going on with Braven? Braven, you, you kind of, you really blew it. I really did. Yeah, the and whole time. They're shunning you at the table. The whole time this conversation's going on, Braven is concentrating, and he's poking with his finger from across the table at the vial filled with blood, 
that's in the bandolier that Alfonso's wearing. And Stop he just it. slowly Stop doing pushing it. it. And he probably doesn't notice it right away, but eventually oh, oh, it like pops solid. out of his bandolier. Like he's he's using his power over hydrokinesis to affect the blood inside of the vial to push it out. And then wait, he wait like a minute, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Towards him. So you're not actually touching it. This is like no. telekinesis basically. Oh, that is freaking awesome. Wow. Wow. The table. So he's going on on my dear. It's just something you're going to have to deal with or think positive and all the while the, I love it. It's like just slowly but just pushing just it out. coming out. And, and then, then it he, rolls. He like pulls he moves the water inside of the vial that's in the blood around the hemoglobin and he rolls it to himself. And he opens it and he smells it. It's a good vintage. Well, I'm sorry. What's that? <laughs> it's a good. Oh, damn it, Braven! <laughs> he sees the vial in your hand. <laughs> and Braven's like, close how to many like times? drinking it from there. Uh, so, sorry, Alfonso. Here you go. It's not funny. Puts the cap back, cap back on it. Well, it's kind of funny. <laughs> That's a little laugh. Um, I believe that lycanthropy only affects humanoids. Yeah, and ah. you you don't have that trait. You just have outsider. I'm an outsider native. Nice. Wow. So as you're sitting there uh, worried about the bite that felt as if it affected you, uh, the crystal ghost, who now at this tavern... Uh, That's Professor Maxine Vetro. <laughs> Professor Maxine Vetro uh, knows better that she is unaffected. However... Karizur, not so much. You're sitting there and you're chatting and you're, you know, it's just from the role play I'm hearing here is like, we got to do better. It's a very interesting uh, uh, sort of uh, feeling for an adventuring party who is, is, we don't quite know what their motives are. Are they they just out for the money? Are they trying to survive? Like, what is their end goal? We don't know. But these are like their post-game sessions, like... We should have zigged when we sh- let's zig when we should have zag and let's maybe I shouldn't have used all that uh, alchemical silver. But as you're sitting there, kind of go- uh, going over the footage, uh, a-, a young woman uh, sidles up to your table and she says, um, "Excuse me, I-, I I don't mean to to bother you, um, but you are you you you're the ones that." Saved the the young girl from the, uh, the the one that was the one that was taken. You, you saved her. Yes, uh, that would be us. We killed that horrible werebear. You won't have any concerns from him anytime soon. And there will be no other werebears you have to worry about. We promise. No, no, certainly not. Well, that's that's good to know and uh, very reassuring. Um, <laughs> But uh, the reason I I, I ask, and I, I don't mean to be too forward, um, but uh, are, are you ad- adventurers for hire? Why, of course we are. Why else would we go? We'd be going into such deadly caves owned by others, and <laughs> and uh, fighting such horrible beasts. It is what we do. What Trespassing do we do into caves. Trespassing into I'm, caves? I'm but a simple professor. I have no interest in adventuring, but I have some friends who do. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's, yes, that's yes. We, we keep her along for the facts and data she's able to provide I'm us. I'm merely here in an advisory capacity. <laughs> capacity. 
Your flawless secret identity. There's she no is way a, ever know. <laughs> she is a consultant and uh, really does demand quite a high fee. So I'm afraid our prices yeah. are rather difficult to reach. Uh, before we get to that, though, Hail what Malthus. is the issue? What is the problem you have, my dear? Well, it's funny because I, I was, you know, rumors travel around town so quickly. I, I, I that's why I wasn't sure. I, I, I recognize. Uh, you and she points to Karizor from the the stories I've told, but the three of you don't match the descriptions that I've heard. Uh, either way, you are adventurers for hire, and you are at least connected to the people that uh, saved that young girl. Um, I have a cousin; she is a uh, a bookkeeper in Magnamar. Um, she reached out to me recently to see if I knew of any. Uh, independent adventurers that I could recommend to her. She's a, a good woman. She works for the government and uh, I don't know exactly what it is that she needs, but I'm sure whatever it is is all on, on the up and up if that uh, even matters to you. Um, but she has a, a problem that, that needs uh, solving and she asks specifically for uh, people like you Uh is this something you might be interested in? Yes, I'll have of to course. check with my friends, but uh, sounds interesting. Oh, question Magnamar. Oh, have yes. we? Have we? I can't recall. Have we been to Magnamar, Karzor? I've, I've, I have. I went to school in Magnamar. I have a lot of experience in Magnamar myself. It would be excellent fun to go back. Yes. Uh, to troll around the streets of my old, uh, my old, uh, like a townie in my old alma mater. You know him. what? He leans forward, <laughs> kind of like aggressive. This is exactly what we need. Shake off the dust of this small, swampy town. Get ourselves to the big city. That's where things are yeah. happening. That's where people are vibrant and they've got money and they've got problems we can solve. I don't know why I didn't think of this before. It's so simple, Magnamar. There's no vibrant moneyed people in these dirty caves we've been frequenting. Filthy and disgusting. Back to the city. That's, that's, that's good to hear, but if, if you were interested, you actually wouldn't have to go all the way uh, back to Magnamar or all the way oh. to oh. Magnamar. But, but nearby, she, she, she works in Magnamar, but... It, she's, she's a commuter. A commuter. <laughs> she's a, yes, she lives an hour outside. Tunnel yes. She's um, a PNT. She, no, she... Uh, for whatever reason, she... she she doesn't want to meet with you in, in the city, and I think uh, you know communication between her and I cannot get back and forth as quickly as this, so she reached out to me. I don't know who else she reached out to and, and just said if you found people to send them to a, a local tavern uh, just outside of Magnamar. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. Let's just get I, to where do we need to go, my dear? All right. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure she will be there most nights. Uh, her name is Jaminda, Jaminda uh, Anarchy. Um, and uh, she says she will be at the, the, the Drunken Dog in Ordelia. It's a tavern just just south of the Yondabakari River. It's, it's just outside of Magnamar. I don't know if any mm. of you have heard of it, but it's, it's, it's known enough. Uh, Cleverly named. I've heard of it. No, you yes. know it. Oh, good. Could good. I roll a sense motive? Sure. Cracked eye. Natural seven for oh, a seven. I got a 23 <laughs> on a sense motive. 23. Uh, yeah, uh, so, Professor, you 
you don't think she has any ulterior motives. And uh, Alfonso, you just think she's nervous uh, coming up to you and even asking such a weird request that she doesn't have a, a ton of details about. But yeah. you don't detect any underlying weirdness. It sounds excellent. We will head to that tavern as soon as we are uh, fit and ready to go. Thank yes. you for the tip. Uh, we appreciate it greatly. Can I, may I buy you a drink? Oh, um, yes. Please, it's the least that we can do. Obviously, we've got some money coming our way. So, what's your poison? Um, I, I would like the most expensive drink on the menu. <laughs> a woman of good taste. I like it. He goes up and orders whatever three copper garbage they serve here as the most expensive drink on the menu. (laughs) (laughs) That is is the nice thing about adventuring out in the the hinterlands. Exactly. The hinterlands, (laughs) cheap to buy NPCs drinks. Time you like go out into the hinterlands, <laughs> right? You go into the like the Tau of Magnamar, and it's just like <laughs> really four gold pieces for a for a beer. What's going on? She thinks you just gave her a, a Goldschlager plated uh, martini, and so, oh, thank you. Uh, she runs away. Um, <laughs> what are you? What are you running from? What? Are you, what no, I'm sorry. I'm not oh, excited. This caffeine has given the wrong impression. Uh, so she's all excited, and she gives you this information. So I'm assuming you want to head there. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So you, you know, let's go to the map real quick. What? Let's take a, let's Another take a look map? at Varesia. Yeah, I want to take a look at Varesia real quick. Um, oh, oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. If you would zoom in, you'll see the Mushfins there to the south. Hold, hold on, hold on. Slow down. Let me get it right here. and then we Yeah, can... getting close to the Mushfins. I want to go a little long here because I never want to stop playing. This is the most fun I've had in two weeks. Uh, uh, all right, you're good, but, Trey. All right, so you see the Mushfins there. And do you see where the, the Yondabakari River runs from Magnamar? Uh, all the way along there to a little town, Wardle, right yeah. below the uh, yeah. Thanos Forest. So you're in like, Wardle. Sounds like a, uh, yeah, it's, it sounds like we're in Wardle. <laughs> yes, you're in, you're I was in Wardle. I going to say if we were in, we're in Wardle, probably. <laughs> uh, you're in Wardle, and... Uh, oh, Magmar dude, Sand Point's is, right here. Yeah, oh, my well, God. I mean, if you really zoom out, you can see that, like, uh, way over to the west... There's a little arrow that says to the holds of Belkin. Belkson. Belkson. Oh wow. That's uh, that's the east, Troy. The, that, <laughs> Sorry, that the east. east, Troy. Sorry. My map's backwards. Ah uh, yeah, way over to the east is the holds of Belkson. <laughs> he has difficulties with ship terminology and basic cardinal Car- directions. <laughs> cardinal directions. <laughs> Cartography is not a strong suit. Sorry. So it was we. It was it was Weist. It was Diane Weist. Diane Weist. Diane Weist. It said Diane Over there by Diane Weist. Just, just <laughs> to the Diane Weist is the holds of Belkson. Uh, no, so you're in you're in Wardle, and uh, yeah, there is Sandpoint. There's Magnamar, and this tavern is like right around that bend, uh, closer to Magnamar. So you head there. You head to the Drunken Dog. I'm sorry. Where where is it again? Where is it? Uh, right. right near the the big uh, bend in the river. Okay, just, so it's got it. Yeah. Closer. So like really in like a suburb of Magnamar. Yeah, Next suburb year, perhaps. Yeah. Do yeah, we travel by river? Do we travel by boat or do we walk it? Hoof it. You could choose. You could. Have, I'm sure you have access to horses. Do you want to take the river or do you want to take horses? 
Let's just take the horses, save a few bucks. Or what? Uh, a boat. Well, we have horses, right. right? Whatever. Yeah, you have horses. I'm sure you have access to if you don't already have some, so you go there. And we'll say you arrive in town earlier in the day and you wait until nightfall because this woman told you, uh, you know, she will be there most nights, hopefully. So you get to the drunken dog. You walk in and there's probably 30, 40 people in there. What do you do? Uh, I have a drink. Yeah, what is the vibe? Is it uh, like a low-key, like a, we we walk in and regulars all turn and look at us suspiciously? Or is it a vibrant, fun joint? Uh, it's like a Teamster bar. Oh, oh shit. No, they don't want us there. Yeah, like Dude, everybody's just nobody wants you there. Who who has a high charisma to be able to ask about Jamenda Anaki to the bartender? I do. The professor do. will... Oh. oh, you know, go ahead. Oh. By all means. By all means. The professor will step up to the bartender and order uh, drinks for all four of us. And then... Uh, What'll it be? What's on tap? What do you like? What does this get me? And she puts four gold pieces onto the... Onto the uh, Onto the bar, t- the bar. That's a lot of money. I'm aware. Get you my fancy new hat. I've got a hat. Do you I have a cravat? You win this round, little lady. Perhaps instead of the hat, you could offer me a bit of know-how about these parts. We're newcomers, as you might imagine. Ah, uh, know-how. Cost you double. Well, I... Would only I would expect no less, but we're looking for someone named Jaminda. Jaminda Aki. Jaminda. Maybe I know her. Maybe I don't. Are you drinking or not? Let's have four ales, if you please. Four ales coming right up. I'd like a, I'd like an old fashioned. Three oh. ales and an old fashioned, uh, if you please. Old fashioned. He gets out make the smiler. That, <laughs> like, make that two old fashions. Let's, let's make that two old fashions. Two old fashions. Two old fashions. Let's make it one old fat. One old, two old fashions. I already one started muddling the one second old fashioned. Uh, uh, <laughs> I would like hopper. I would like a, a Magnamar. I don't even know if I have milk. I'll have a Magnamar mule, please. Okay, Magnamar Magnamar mule. One Magnamar mule. Two old fashions and one grasshopper. You so really I, are I'm quite dreadful at ordering please. us drinks. A grasshopper, a, a, a magnamar mule, and two old fashions. Yes, that's that's one it. One yes. old fashioned and one old fashioned. He looks around again. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, pretty good, dude. He, he takes your four gold. That he knows that people are uncomfortable around gnolls, so he tries to do make jokes like that to try to make people more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, as for the the woman you're asking about, uh, that's her. She's been here uh, every night this week. <laughs> She's right there. She's right there. She's right there, right there the whole time. She's like this close to. She's she's holding up a sign that says, "Hello, I'm Jaminda. Please Hello. come talk to me." <laughs> Anarchy. <laughs> uh, no, she's like she's she's right over there. She uh, I, the only reason I know her is she doesn't come in here that often, but she's been here every night this week. Uh, she's by herself, and you just see this kind of mousy-looking woman. She's got a drink, and she's like wringing her hands. She's got brown hair. Uh, it's kind of all over the place, and she's just is sitting there nervously. And from time to time, she'll she'll look around. The professor tips her hat and. Uh 
tilts her head towards Jaminda to the others and passes out her drinks. And then we should we make our way over there? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just a, looking for music. There was a bit of delay, and I was like, we do want to talk to the person we're here to talk to, right? <laughs> I was oh, enjoying yeah, yes, yes. I was enjoying my Magnamar mule for a moment. I'm sorry. To be honest, uh, so my, my character is... No, my noel fashion. So what you can't see at home is that Skid and I have put up different uh, virtual backgrounds in our personal our, like way we're looking at each other. Skid's is the, uh, the bridge of the Enterprise from Star Trek, the original series, and mine is the bridge of the Enterprise from the next generation so when skid looks around it looks like he's looking around the bridge of the enterprise anyone anyone helm we should take yeah. wharf no no laughs wharf. tactical yeah. no. What? <laughs> weapons no anybody <laughs> engineering do you uh, walk over to her table eventually? That, that joke kills in engineering engineers <laughs> they, they love that <laughs> astrometrics are all over <laughs> uh, yeah, we will. Uh, we will walk up to her. You walk over to her, and she's uh, still uh, nervously, like sipping her drink and, and looking around. And she seems startled when she sees you. Uh, uh, hello, hello. Please, no need to be alarmed at all. We are here uh, to see you specifically. You, we were told to uh, seek you out from a young woman in Wofford. Whatever it was called. Whose name? Wardle. We seem to have forgotten Wardle. to get. Yes. Oh. A woman oh, in Wardle whose name we woman. don't know. So I a apologize. We don't. We're not trying to be shady as hell. But uh, yes, she, she said that you were looking for adventurers. You were looking for work. and Some of us are not adventurers. Some of us just know adventurers very well. Yes, yes. Could. She's a consultant. Yes. I'm, not, I'm no adventurer. mild mannered mild-mannered <laughs> professors with no association with heroes at all. Exactly. Uh, that is exactly. correct. But as you can imagine, this, my friend to my left here, with his horrible visage, is uh, quite quite the fighter out there in the field. He's something to be reckoned with. And this one here, he may seem the average handsome man. Not quite as handsome as me, mind you, but the average handsome man, he is anything but. We are here because... You need us. I know you do. (laughs) She says to you, she's like, did did Tamara send you from Warto? Sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having so much fun. Are we going to midnight? We're going to midnight, right? (laughs) I've already gotten seven texts from my wife saying I'm being too loud. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Tamara is uh, a cousin of mine. You, you mentioned Wartel. It's the only person I've reached out to in Wartel, and you are the only ones that have answered the call. Um, uh, would you join me? Please, have a seat. The only ones he slaps... Uh, Qu- uh, what's your name? I'm sorry, Corzul? You've been uh, friends forever. I know. Corzor, yeah. Corzor. Corzor, uh... He sort of slaps him on, on the shoulder. He's like, do you hear that? The only ones who replied. And they're, un- they're, <laughs> what he means is, they're, the meaning is understood, which because they've been adventuring together for a little while, and that is, there's no competition. We can set our rates. We can be 
You know, there's not a lot of there's not people underbidding us, uh, is what he's thinking, and they share this understanding together. Please uh, sit. Uh, would you like a drink? I've been pounding gin and tonic since happy hour. <laughs> no, we're good. We uh, we just bought a round. We bought a round from your friend, the barkeep. She falls off her chair. Uh, good, good, good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm a bit nervous. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm very drunk. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm very drunk. My I don't know what my cousin told you, but I am a uh, I'm a bookkeeper in in Magnamar. I. Uh, I've, I've, I've held the job for uh, a few years now. I, it's, 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 it's fine. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy numbers. I enjoy uh, making sure everything adds up. Well, a few weeks ago, I was uh, looking through some records, and I kept seeing that certain numbers weren't adding up. Yeah. It was a relatively small amount, but it was just... I don't know if any of you are like this, but it was just driving me crazy that I couldn't get it to add up exactly. Um, as I continue to try to get to the bottom of it, that's just my nature to try and figure out why. Why is this off by a penny here, a penny there? Uh, what I discovered is that a, a small village uh, north of here uh, called Ravenmore, I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, uh, it hadn't paid its taxes to Magnamar in several years. Oh, how uh, dare they? Well, in truth, the annual taxes uh, of a village of that size have never been uh, quite large. So it's not surprising that this mistake had gone unnoticed for so long. The numbers were off, but to my less, uh, perhaps my less fastidious predecessors, they may have not thought much of it because the yearly amount was so small um, they might have just rounded up when they saw that but I can't I'll be up all night if I see a, a number that doesn't add up uh, you uh, your natural uh, reaction was to say how dare they but my research showed that uh, there was no malicious intent it didn't seem that they weren't paying uh, out of spite but rather Magnamar itself she looks around uh, they, they they forgot to send a tax collector up to this remote village because uh, this repeated clerical ever uh, over, four, over 14, 15 years. The thing is, while a year's worth of taxes might not be much, over the course of several years uh, of mispayments and, and penalties on those payments, the amount due has climbed to 500 gold pieces. Hmm. That's a significant amount. It it truly is, and and she's really. The more she talks about it, she's really wringing her hands now. She's like, so. She looks around. She's like, so rather than uh, go to my superiors directly when I made this discovery, I, I wanted to make sure that I had the the gold accounted for. I wanted to do my due diligence um, so that I could go to them with at least. Uh, an answer and not just a problem. So I, I, I contacted a, a, a tax collector I could trust. Uh, my brother-in-law. His name is uh, Elias Kyle. He was all about it. He, he was uh, excited at the he prospect. Was, he was pumped, would you say? He was... Uh, to collect what he say to me? damn taxes. He was like, I'm pretty fucking a fired tax up. Life. <laughs> <laughs> a tax life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, kid. 
He texted me, hashtag dat tax life. <laughs> gimme, gimme. I got it. Yes. I know those accountants. I know how they can be. <laughs> I, I, uh, I was excited for him to do this. He was, uh, he was excited as well. Uh, you know, he was a new, uh, a new, this was a new job for him. I think he thought he could make something of himself. Uh, whatever. I, 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 he said he was going to do it. And then I received a short letter from him from, uh, Galduria, uh, a week after he set out to collect this 500 gold from Ravenmore. But in the two weeks since I received that missive, I've heard nothing. Elias seems to have vanished completely. Now I feel responsible not only for this missing 500 gold to Magnamar, but for a missing employee of this free city of Magnamar. Who's also your brother-in-law. Yes. I need people like you to help me. Would you be interested in traveling to Ravenmoor uh, as quickly and quietly as you can to help me with these two problems because not only do I need to find out what happened to Elias and why he has not returned or answered my call but I, I, I need someone to collect this 500 gold owed in back taxes. If you get there and find that the, the townsfolk aren't able or willing to pay the money, uh, I will happily settle for a letter saying that much. Uh, I can then take that to my superiors and I'll deal with that. My primary concern at this point is for my brother-in-law's safety. Um, this is a stroke of tremendous good fortune for you. Because you say that you are in the market for people like us. And we happen to be people exactly like us. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, but my friend is. It's is like her. She's not like her at all. She's someone completely different. Not in the The league. rest of us are completely a very game. Yes. We will meet up with her in another location. It won't look I'll send word immediately. Yes. This is Could all you very please contact your friend for us. Tell your friend what we're about to get into. I, I'm, I'm very confused, but uh, <laughs> you seem like your game. Can I Can uh, roll a sense motive? Can I do a bunch of checks right now? Real quick, back to back to back to back. Uh, can I do knowledge history or knowledge local on what was it called? Galduria or Ravenmore? No, the Moor. Ravenmore. Ravenmore, sure. Uh, so, knowledge. Has there ever knowledge. been shady local. business there? Is it known as okay. a terrible place, dangerous place? What are you rolling? History or history or local? Either one. It's up to you. Well, what, what do you, do you want to learn? Do you want to learn what Ravenmore is, or what? I want to learn was? if there's any lore about Ravenmore, if there's anything from the past about Ravenmore. So I'll start with history. I'll okay. do local. Okay. There you go. Okay. Uh, Twenty-one. Twenty-four local. All right. Twenty-four local. You've both heard of it. Um, it is not a major city. Uh, neither of you have been there. But it is a city or a village it's like or a village. Yeah. Okay. And it would make sense why this would ha like why this would happen for so many years because it's not a big deal city yeah. uh, it's not a, it's not like a uh, tourist destination um, 
But in terms of history, you know, you never heard of any shady dealings. Okay. Um, uh, doesn't know it as a particularly dangerous city. It's not like a criminal village or anything like that. You hide out for shady people, nothing like no, that. No, what little you know of it is like a it's like a backwater town. Okay. Uh, and then just the yeah, a sense motive basically on like she really is a, just a ta- like just a bookkeeper. And she's worried about her job or looking bad to her superiors. And so she sent her brother-in-law in to, sent her to brother-in-law? die. Like, it just seems a little excessive. And so just sense motive on her whole yep. involvement in this Ravenmore situation. Six on the sense motive for me. Ooh. That's a, that's a natural four. So a, a 12, solid 12 for old Alfonso. Braven senses at a 19. Oh, dude. Oh. 19. Uh, Carzor, do you want to try it all? Uh, it's not really Carzor's specialty, but... It's not my jam zony. Uh, 14. 14. Um, yeah, so, Professor, you... I don't know, I feel like you don't quite know what's going on with her. She seems really nervous. Um, Alfonso, you don't think that she sent her brother to die. You just—he's a tax collector. That's his job. You—you you thought that she was giving. It sounds like she was giving him an opportunity, and something—something's not right. Um, Braven, you get the sense that she's being a little withholding, but you can't tell if it's just because she's really nervous and or and like worried about her brother-in-law or what. Listen to me, Jamenda. Where we go, people end up dying to get in our way. So if you're concerned about sending your brother-in-law on a journey that changed his life, you may be on the precipice of changing the lives of many more people. So you'd better be forthwith with us right now as to what's actually going on. Roll diplomacy check. Negative one to that. Eleven. Eleven. Um, sorry. She uh, is kind of taken aback by your direct tone with her because I, she feels like she wasn't being uh, shady, but she she kind of relaxes her hands for the first time and she says, "My sister." Uh, passed away a year and a half ago a year and four months and my brother-in-law he he changed he he took to the drink Uh, we were close Uh, we are close Uh, and my family did what we could to try and uh, help him, but uh, people in that situation, eventually they need to help themselves, and he did. He, he pulled his life together, and he got a good job as a, a tax collector. I, uh, I thought this would be a good opportunity for him. Uh, obviously, it would help me, but it would help him, because I could then go to my superiors and say, this, this man... Uh, Elias, uh, he—he's the one that went and got this. It would be a—I don't want to say a win-win for both of us, but ultimately, that—that's what it would be. I would be helping him, and he would be helping me. I 
if I'm withholding anything, it's my fear that perhaps he fell off the wagon. Perhaps he... Perhaps he got the 500 gold and then went off to Riddleport to spend it. Spend it on booze and gambling. Yes, that is my fear. And even as I say it aloud, in a way, that's the best case scenario. Because if something else befell him, I don't think I'd be able to live with myself. This is why I need Mm. people like you to to help me... get this money, obviously. I, I, I need this money, but to, to, to find out what happened to him. Quick question. What yes. if your brother-in-law did indeed, in this best-case scenario, make off with the money to report and devolve into a life of drinking and gambling, all the money gone? We find this out, answer your riddle, but yet have no money to return to you. What do we receive? Do we get the same payment? How much is this information worth to you? Your payment, yes. Yes, this is a a job. Um, I I could... uh, I could certainly give you uh, uh, 200 gold pieces for your trouble. Uh, It would take you uh, about a week, perhaps, to get to Ravenmore. A week back, I... uh, it's 50 gold pieces each. It's a, a good payment for something like this, where ultimately you just go, collect the money, hopefully find out what happened to Elias, and, and return. It's not bad, assuming we don't blow it all on alchem- alchemical silver. <laughs> it's a <really> nice payday. <laughs> Alfonso holds out a hand to his good buddy. Just can't see it from the camera. Holds out a hand. It is. Uh, Perhaps you're not aware of these things, but getting a mount, stabling it, cleaning it, rations for the journey itself, whatever dangers might lie beyond, if we have to continue on to Riddleport, the dealing with bribing the guards there, the whole situation, I'm sorry, it's it's a net loss for us that that sort of payment. Yes. No, no, you wouldn't need to go to sentimental to, value if we have any sentimental expenditures. Uh, those, from what you're saying, wouldn't be covered at all. Uh, no, I, I, I understand good what you're saying. Good point. Good point. I'm not I'll, asking you. My to, friend does not work for fifty gold pieces. I, 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 I I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> if she were here, she would surely tell you herself. Unfortunately, she can't. <laughs> yes, be yes, here. of course. <laughs> And I must speak for her, and I'm very loyal, a very loyal friend, and I just... Every single table has to play the vigilante like this. Like, everybody has to constantly (laughs) reinforce the... (laughs) I I, I understand uh, adventures such as yourselves and your friend uh, require more than that. Um, But uh, rest assured, I'm not asking you to go to Riddleport. uh, I can understand the confusion. I just need you to go to Raven... uh, 200 each. 200 gold pieces each. Now we are talking. Now we're talking. Again, he slaps his his knoll buddy. 
That is uh, that is all we were asking. It's enough yes. to cover our expenses. That's right. we're not looking to profit here. We're looking to find out what happened to your brother-in-law. That is all that is important to us. But we can't take that a loss. That is all we care about. That is not all I Nothing care so crass. No, that that makes sense, and and, and, and I just, I, 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 it's nice of you to mention Riddleport, but I just, I, I just go to Ravenmore, collect the money, or find my brother-in-law, and 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 return with hopefully both of them, um, and there'll be two hundred gold waiting for you. It, it makes sense. I'm not trying to um, be withholding or, or, or stingy with gold. I just. I I'll never honest, thought it. I never uh, thought it for a moment. Oh, I good. Just, I, I'm, sometimes no, no, we people were, don't understand what adventuring costs. That's and all. I don't we're do this. I don't do this. Giving you often. the information you needed. That's all. Okay. And I, 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 we understand your position, and you understand our position, which is why, on behalf of my friend, I have to ask for the fifty gold pieces each up front. Uh, fifty gold up front to cover those expenses. Well, I mean, this is this is customary in the hiring of adventurers. You know this, of course. You're no fool. You're no, you're no naive waif in the woods. You right. know how these things work. And I don't mean to. I don't mean to tell Holy. tales out of school. You're not a backwater but... trash human being in a trash backwater town. Of course, you're not some a... hillbilly in some backwater burg. <laughs> this is a suburb. Worthless. You commute to Magnamar. Your I, life has I... value. Your life is worth something. And not for nothing, I should tell you that my friend is not no common hooligan. My friend is the Crystal Ghost. <gasps> oh, I've Crystal never heard Ghost. of her. <laughs> her? I'm her. sorry. Surely. Sense motive. <laughs> Twenty-four. Her her room is covered in posters of the Crystal Ghost. <laughs> Who never heard of the Crystal Ghost? Who's that? A friend of yours? <laughs> uh, so, I, I, uh, so you want the money up front? Uh, just, just a, a quarter no, up no, front. No, just twenty-five percent. This is simply to cover the costs of getting this thing off the ground. That's all. What? May I ask you, my cousin uh, Tamara? She reached out to you, uh, no doubt, because she knew of your exploits. What did you do in and around Wattles? Oh, I, I, of course, only acted in a advisory role, but tales of the adventures in mortals will chill you to your bones. These three acted in such a brave capacity that I, I, I don't think I'm giving anything away to say that songs are being composed in tribute to their bravery. I'll tell you what we did, Jamenda. We met someone else who was missing a family member. We found the missing little girl. We saved her. We killed a werebear in front of that little girl and probably scarred her for life in the process, but she's alive. And regardless of whether we scrape Elias off the bottom of a dungeon floor or we have to rattle him out of his drunken reverie and bring him back here kicking and screaming, we'll get the job done. Nice, dude. Nice. All right. Here is your gold. Yes. And we'll Not see that we're you next in week. week. Oh! oh! <laughs> 
literally see you next week. Next so week exciting. and every fucking Thursday for who probably knows? not this long, but who knows? Who knows? We'll I, <laughs> I don't even want to stop playing, but I just... <laughs> I mean, we should probably stop playing. Well, that was a good spot. That was a good spot to end. Right?